Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer, and talking dirty. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Yeah, welcome to the program, everybody. It's the Brewing Network live from downtown Joe's in Napa, California. And our brewing expert tonight is Colin Kaminsky, the brewmaster here. Cheers. We've got a full house. If, uh, if you're not here at downtown Joe's, you're somewhere else. And that's be outside, fine, but you should be down here. we got a lot of listeners all over the country that are hanging out with us online, and uh, we welcome you. Bevo's in the chat room taking your uh, requests for, uh, you know, doc nakedness, uh, questions about the show, questions for Colin, everything you need to do. This will be a PG version of the, uh, the session that we do every week. Uh, no, we are the no. Brewing Network, for those of you who've uh, never heard of us before. Now you tell me. And uh, we do live beer radio every week. And Colin is uh, not only nice enough, but brave enough to ask us to come out to his establishment <laughs> here in Napa and uh, do some live broadcasting of our show, which we've done. Uh, this is probably our fourth time uh, live from your place now. Yeah, fourth or fifth, I think, yeah. Which I really... Uh, it's my favorite place to do live remotes because you are relaxed enough to let me screw up, <laughs> and uh, the beer keeps flowing. And that's fine. Uh, other places, you know, they get a little uptight. Uh, you know. Well, you know, we have a theory around here that there's nothing beer can't fix. That's, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, we poured it on the PA earlier, and uh, listen how good that sounds. So tonight from downtown Joe's, we got a lot of things happening. We're going to be talking about balance in your beer. Uh, this is basically a homebrew-centric show, for those of you who don't know who we are. And we try to take the uh, expert opinions of people like Colin and uh, translate that to our own homebrew. So we're going to be doing that today and talking about how to get balance in your beer. And, uh, of course, we've got the great Dr. Scott, uh, our resident expert on the show, helping us out. Doc? Nice to be here, man. Woo! 
Did you uh, did you take the Hummer up to Napa, Doc? Uh, no, I came up with Bob, and since he gets a lot better gas mileage, <laughs> so I take that. Plus you have a gas mileage. Plus you have a DD then. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that. What did what did he, what did he drive you in? Oh, uh, the Beamer. Okay. <laughs> Is that an upgrade or a downgrade? I don't know. Right? <laughs> Gas mileage. I, I'm going to yeah. call it an upgrade. That's how Doc rolls. <laughs> uh, JP, our resident JP, is uh, <laughs> is here with us. Always happy to have you. Yeah, well. I have a, a, a special gift was given to me from uh, some listeners who showed up here at Downtown Joe's. Uh, yeah. Just to see you, I imagine. And they gave me a gift. I'm, I'm not going to give it to news? you now. I'm going to give it to you a little bit later. Yeah, you will. Um, <laughs> but the idea is that it, it will help you. <laughs> Oh, no. Is it a bus ticket home? <laughs> I didn't say it would help us. It's supposed to help you. Oh, all right. Well, good. And then, of course, uh, Bevo's in the chat room today. We bring the chat room with us even when we're on remote, and she will take your questions. Just hit the chat now button. Glad to have you with us, Bevo. Thank you. I have a shut up, JP. I have a question. Um, Already. Is Skype a possibility? No. Okay. We no, can't take any live phone calls today. I do apologize. Uh, for one, I was too lazy to set it up. <laughs> and two, it's just another thing that breaks during these live uh, events. And we try to minimize that as much as possible. Even though if I had mentioned it to Colin, he would have given me a hundred different diagrams about how I could make <laughs> us take live phone calls. He would, he, would, he would have probably programmed you a different version of Skype that would work much better. You were the one who taught me how to get a mixing board on my computer to make so it I work. could mix signals in. Yeah. Yeah. You're the one who taught me how to make it work. <laughs> and <laughs> I said, never should have done that. You, you said, I've never tried this, but this is how I would do it. Yeah. And, and I actually, have, I've made it work to do some shows. Well, I learned a long time ago not to tell Colin what I can't do. I just keep it to myself. <laughs> yeah. you know, I can't do that. I can't. No, we can do that. <laughs> All right. So we do have a lot to get to today. We've got some giveaways. We're going to give away some hats and some T-shirts. Uh, a lot of BNers out here. If you haven't figured it out already, you get uh, 25% off your beer if you're wearing a BN Army T-shirt. And even better than that, if you have BN Army ink, if you've got a hop grenade tattooed to your body, dollar beers for life, colonists told me. You come in here with and show off your BN Army tattoo, dollar beers. I say that's worth it. There's a tattoo shop right down the street. Uh, if anyone wants to go, I'll give you the artwork. You should have brought uh, him on the show. You should have lined up right over in the corner. You just done it right here in the corner. Yeah. Live BN Army tattoo. <laughs> you know, that, that, we actually talked about that when, when I was trying to get you to come up uh, during the homebrew week. Yeah. Um, we talked about bringing in uh, local tattoo artists. And to give BN Army do, tattoos. Uh, uh, live while we were on the air. Yeah. That's such an that, was, that was one idea. of the offers that I tried to make, trying to get you and your band to, yeah. to, uh, here for that week. You know, now now that you mention it again, maybe I will have to come up here. <laughs> what I want to see, what I want to do, if you know, you do Thursday that show, the 17th is my birthday. Oh, but that's also though you should be down there at Pro Night <laughs> for the National Homebrew. That's Conference. our anniversary. Uh, yeah, I probably that's our anniversary party. No, that's Wednesday. Yeah, the 17th. Oh, no, right. This, Wednesday's the 16th. No. No? Don't Wednesday throw me off, Colin, because I, I have the whole damn thing planned for Wednesday the 17th. Now, if we do the uh, tattoo show, what do you think the chances of uh, Doc getting a hop grenade tattoo, oh. tattooed to his body? <laughs> you know, if we give him enough beers, uh, I don't think he'll even remember. How well, where could we tattoo. tattoo it so that it's hidden from the family? I think, it's the I, I think we need to tattoo <laughs> it to where it's hidden from him. I think the, the chances are about as equal as him getting a divorce the next day. That's pretty much what it is. If he can't find it in the shower, then who should find it? <laughs> I think there's probably places. Yeah. You know, you're, you're getting up in the years, Doc. There's probably some saggy skin somewhere that yeah. we can hide it. Under, right? I was thinking really high inner thigh. Yeah. <laughs> no one will ever know. 
I would love that. Human on great. the back of the sack. I don't know. <laughs> that and that you'd be getting it tattooed right there in the middle of the bar. Be fantastic. All right. Well, if you bring in your ink, you get dollar beers. And if you have, uh, if you're not that hardcore, that's okay uh, because it doesn't get us paid. If you bought some BN Army merch, uh, just wear your hat, wear your shirt. You come in here, and uh, you get 25% off your beer. And that goes all the time. Colin and the Downtown Joe's staff, uh, including Joe himself, have been kind enough that if you come into Downtown Joe's anytime and you've got your hop grenade on, 25% off your beer. Do I have that right, or did I just give that away right now? Well, basically, uh, until the end of June right now I is see. where we're at. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. We have to prove that we're good at advertising. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Right. Joe, Joe actually makes me. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why we're doing this is because Joe makes me prove that, yeah. that the things that we, uh, we do yeah. um, are beneficial to the business. Right. And one of the ways we can Weird. do that is by tracking this discount. So, sure. so that's why we give the discount is to track our listeners. Okay. And uh, uh, make sure that people actually uh, do appreciate what we do. And well, so Somebody take a picture of the full room right now and send it to Joe so that he can see <laughs> yeah. that we, you know, we also brought some people He's out. He's probably there. at home on the, uh, the uh, secret internet camera. Looking. <laughs> that that, that sees all the cash camp? registers. And but there's everything. no one in the bathroom. so <laughs> I'm not going to see that. All right. And our special PG version of the uh, session tonight, JP. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, JP I specifically, I, I noticed. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> All right. What else do we have to get to today? Uh, we've got some announcements to make. First of all, uh, we're starting a very special giveaway this month. Every month on the Brewing Network, we give away uh, something new uh, for the home brewer in your life. And it's all courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer. And those of you who don't know Colin really well uh, wouldn't know that Colin actually used to work for Beer, Beer, and More Beer also. Uh, JP still works there. Uh, Colin has since oh. moved on to become a brewmaster. Well, JP's employed I'm there. I'm employed there, yeah. No. I don't really do <laughs> I pawn off my work on uh, everybody else. Colin, did you ever actually see JP do work when you were at More Beer? A- actually, so I was the eighth employee hired. Okay. So I, I was there real, when it was really young. And so I got to see JP at the beginning of his career. And he was and, excited. And, and he actually worked really hard. So yeah, well, yeah. At what? Um, everything, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much at that point, everybody had to do everything. It was, yeah. you know, it, it was, um, unless you were, uh, who was the girl who wrote the database? Everybody Colette. other than Colette. Colette. Uh, everybody other than Colette Who's worked really now. hard. You know what? <laughs> I do, but this is a PG version. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Colin used to work at uh, Beer, Beer, More Beer, and every month they sponsor our More Beer donation giveaway, and we've given away some great items so far. Our first month we did it, we gave away a, a More Beer conical, all stainless steel conical. Wow. Yeah, this is the good stuff, right? Uh, we've given away a full temperature control setup. Uh, yeah. Last month we gave away a... Uh, I designed the temperature control setup. Is that right? Yeah. Well, we gave one away, well, good. courtesy of Colin. Uh, It'll ship Monday. <laughs> oh, it hasn't shipped. We're a little slow on the shipping. Yeah, well. Uh, and then last month we gave away a two-tap draft box, yeah. uh, which actually we're going to be giving away again. Check this out. So the winner of the two-tap draft box last month, he writes to us and he says, listen, Brewer's Code, uh, I already have a two-tap draft box. So I entered the raffle just because he's a BN Army recurring donator. So he's automatically nice. entered. He's a donor every month. And he says, I already have one. I can't take this. It wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be part of the Brewer's Code to take a second two-tap draft box. So he asked us to re-raffle the draft box. Oh, really? <laughs> so we'll be drawing that again uh, as soon as we have live phone lines, too. So I think that's in uh, two weeks we're going to redraw that. 
Something called Doc's cell phone, which is 925. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got it on vibrate. You know, I, 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 I have a lot of respect for that. There, there is a brewer's code, I think. Isn't that great? And, and I, I think people that have to herd cats for a living, yeah. uh, like brewers do, yeah. um, I, think, like I think they really understand... Things that are more important than just dollars and agree, you know, because that guy could have taken it and sold it to his buddy for twenty bucks or something. Could have done anything, but our listeners—they're not like that. Brewers in general are not like that, but and, our and listeners, I, unbelievable. I find brewers are not like that. Yeah. So we're going to be giving that away again, but this month the big deal, the big news is that we're giving away a more beer one thousand ten gallon all gravity brew sculpture wow. with the new stainless steel frame and the whole bit. So those brew sculptures, if you've ever gone to morebeer.com and you can see that that dreamy beer setup that you've always wanted, the one that's basically like a, a professional brewery but one that fits in your garage, more beer is donating that to the Brewing Network and we're raffling it off this month as our more beer donation giveaway. So the details to enter, just go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash on tap. Hit the on tap tab right there on our homepage and it'll show you all the details. If you are a recurring donor in the BN Army, which means you've gone to our donation page and you just hit one of those buttons, whether it's for $2 a month or $5 a month or $10 a month, you're automatically entered. On the on tap page, it'll show you that for $2 you get one entry, for $5 you get two entries, for $10 you get three entries, and so on and so forth. Which is a discount because if you're not a recurring donor, you can just hit the one-time donation button, and every increment of ten bucks gets you an entry into the raffle for your chance to win a two-thousand-dollar more beer sculpture for ten bucks. You sound like the guy in the Sham Wow commercial. <laughs> That's fine. I was practicing today. You getting this camera guy? That's what he does in the Sham Wow yeah. commercial. <laughs> Everyone looks for the camera. Yeah. JP, like, I thought you were how long have you been doing this show? I thought show? you were yelling at Shaddy again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I know we have the webcam somewhere. Did we set that up? We, we didn't set, set it up, up yet. I'm going to try to get it set up, though. I haven't yeah. given up. All right. I figured so, you were just yelling at Chad again. That's, I thought that you know, was what you were doing. Hit the brewery. It doesn't happen that often. Hit the brewingnetwork.com slash on tap. You get all the details to enter to win yourself a more beer sculpture. So I'm excited about that. We're going to give it away at club night this year. Ooh, uh, wow. Yeah. So during the National Homebrewers Conference in Oakland, you go to club night, and uh, we'll be giving it away there. You don't have to be present to win. We're hopefully going to be live from club night. And if not, we'll just put it on one of our accounts that you can find information a- about us, which yeah. is uh, twitter.com slash brewing. Network. You guys have a Twitter account yet, Downtown Joe's? I do personally, but no, Joe's doesn't yet. You haven't done a Joe's yet? You want to give out your personal one so we can follow your creepy life, Colin? You know what? I I never (laughs) post to it, so it wouldn't be, you know. It's boring. It it would be much more fun to follow my Facebook life because I I spend more time on Facebook than I do Twitter. Today I made a hologram of me making a hologram of me making a guitar. Of me riding a motorcycle that I built. (laughs) With my dog on it. Of me programming the internet. Hey, you guys have been on my website. That's not fair. Yeah, we've seen all that. That's no, fine. we just know you real well. <laughs> you go to twitter.com slash brewing network, you get updates about us. You can also join us on our Facebook page uh, just by searching the Brewing Network. Uh, you know, Chris Graham just became my friend on Facebook. Yeah, mine too. I think and he, and, and, and he, he swore he would never be part of Facebook. Oh, yeah? <laughs> if you haven't realized, Chris Graham hates everything until about, he tries it after five minutes. He loves it. He loves it. But uh, notice he says he's from Sacramento. And Chris Graham and on his Facebook page. 
not from Sacramento. <laughs> I don't think Chris Graham's ever been to Sacramento. <laughs> I think he's driven through I, it real fast. I had a beer with him in Sacramento once, so I know he's been there. Well, maybe... Uh, maybe we, we stopped at Sidward, so that's Davis, yeah, I guess. So. Maybe that's the root of your friendship, and he decided, <laughs> I'm a real person now because Colin and I got closer. You know, actually, I was really impressed with that visit. Uh, uh, I was... Uh, this was, you know, 10 years ago, yeah. and we had to run through Sacramento. We decided to stop by Davis, and we poured a bunch of beers, had a taster set, and he picked every yeast out. was dead on on every lager yeast they had. Really? was spot on. I, I was really impressed with that. That is pretty impressive. Yeah. I've never seen him do anything like that on our show. <laughs> no. Kind of hangs out and pretends he doesn't know anything about beer on our show. <laughs> he, was, he was spot on at picking lager yeast. So. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. All right. Justin, you got any new... Uh, friends on Facebook? I, I, I'm not <laughs> friends with you, Doc. I'll tell you that right now. I can't figure it out, but Doc uh, refuses to befriend me. And uh, that's fine. It's a standoff. <laughs> yeah, well, only if it happened in the RL. Yeah. This is the only way that Doc and I get to act like 13-year-olds, <laughs> is by having ourselves You're a Facebook standoff. I think everyone who's friends with Doc, I think after the show, I'm going to go on my Facebook yeah. and suggest you as a friend to Doc. He, I'm <laughs> so sure Doc it's just been suggested. He just he ignores it yeah. every time. Oh, it's on there. It's like suggested friends, and there's yeah. your face on there. I've had you. I've had you suggested to me. I've ignored it as well. It's a stand-up. Yeah, this may go on for years. Well, I'll hack you. It'll go on for longer than Facebook will exist. I'll tell you. Well, you know what we do around here is we hack into each other's Facebook accounts and post things. So. You do. <laughs> it's pretty hardcore. I just told it is pretty hardcore. Too. Sam does that to me all the time. Yeah, I like that. He puts mean things on there. It's not very nice. I don't like it. But they're probably accurate things. Uh, uh, right. No, we, we, we've thrown accuracy long away. You do not leave your Facebook page open around here. <laughs> well, no, because you should be working. Okay. Oh, my God. It's time for you us to do mail. a little bit of feedback. Now, I have to admit, today's feedback includes an email. That is some Uh-oh. of the best feedback we've ever gotten. Uh-oh. But I fear that I can't read it in this family restaurant today. I'm just I'm going to well, give you the outline, and I'm going to set it up for our next feedback. But it's really probably the best feedback we ever get. Instead of all the bad words, just pick out a, a non-offensive word like tan bark or something. <laughs> I can't because the meat of it, so to speak... Is uh, is the language uh, that the that the, the listener BN? uses? Language of the BN. Why would you tease us like that? <laughs> I just I had to do it. I had to announce that I've gotten this fantastic piece of email. That uh, it's essentially one of our listeners who bats for the other team has described in detail how each one of us, how close we are to batting for the other team. Uh, He's been listening to the program for a long time, and he gives gives, uh, specific examples, and he says, hey, listen, I just thought I should write in as one of the openly, you know, members of the other team. Right. I should tell you... uh, how close you guys are to switch hitting. It's like a test. <laughs> and, uh, All right. It's some like of, beer Jeopardy, but not beer, but right. something that sounds like it. And, and some of it, you know, you might be surprised by. He turned on his gaydar is basically what he said. And, and, then, and there were some readings that might surprise you. There's other readings that are not surprising at all, JP. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? I don't understand it. Uh, but there's some, Doc, that are really interesting <laughs> when you hear about his evaluation of how close we are to uh, taking a swing for the opposite team. 
So stay tuned to the Brewing Network. I will read that when we're back safely in our studio and, and people can choose whether or not to listen. Because here you have no choice while we're <laughs> sitting on stage at Downtown Joe's. And I'll move on to our other feedback. But I did. I yeah, mostly I wanted our listener to know that I've got it. I love it. And it will get read. Talking about the email. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, I happen to be skipping it uh, this week. All right. Our very own Push Eject listener, production guy extraordinaire, right. wrote in to tell us how cool the BN Army is. He had an experience with some of our listeners this week. He says, hey, Jay, I just want you to know how badass our listeners are. Uh, When one heard that we were heading to Disneyland last week, a listener who works there offered to walk us in, which is an employee perk, I guess. You're allowed to walk in your friends. They don't have to get tickets. By the way, this is the same trip that JP, you know, JP goes on vacation to Disneyland, Colin. I don't know if he did this when you worked with him. Did I mention the order I had pending when he went to Disneyland? No. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I don't do anything at work. I'm not going to fulfill your order and ruin my nap time? Are you crazy? Every six weeks now, JP goes to Disneyland. <laughs> he hangs out with Snow White. She is hot, by the way. So In the RL. <laughs> so yeah. Push wanted us to know that, uh, that, first of all, it was very cool that a listener found out he was going to go and said, hey, I'll get you and your family in. No big deal. I'll do the walk-in. But uh, to say thank you, Push brought him a bottle of Dead Guy from Rogue. Uh, double Dead Guy. Oh, it was a Double Even, Dead yeah, Guy. Yeah. A good yeah. beer. The, the red oh, yeah. bottle. Yeah. A really nice beer. All the beers from Rogue are really nice. And uh, this in particular was a nice beer. So he brought him this beer. So what the guy did was he drank the beer on his shift, I think. But I don't want to get, I won't give out any names to get him in trouble. I hope. But then he took the bottle of the dead guy and he kind of dirtied it up to make it look old and, and a bit rustic. And it's now actually a part of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. <laughs> nice. He, and, and Push sent me pictures of it with one of the pirate dummies. Yeah. And this bottle, he, he took, I think he took the rogue name off. He had to do that. But it's got, the dead guy's got the skull and crossbones on it. And it's a red bottle. Yeah. So he took all this and he, he really dirtied it up. He scratched off a bunch of the paint. And it's now officially a part of uh, the Disneyland ride. <laughs> You Hopefully like that. Walt or his successors are listening right now. They're going to go searching for this bottle. <laughs> but that's pretty awesome. That one pretty of the rad. BN listeners is now uh, infiltrated into a ride as famous as Pirates of the Caribbean. And so now Rogue has a claim to fame. I, I still haven't told him yet. I have to call Rogue and let them know that we've helped them uh, succeed. infiltrate. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Just a, a very cool thing about uh, how good our army is. All right. Here's another one. To Justin, JP, Doc, Chad, Beef, and Jamil, and John Palmer, especially, oh. who does uh, Brew Strong along with Jamil. I can now say that I'm an award-winning brewer. Last Saturday was the Carolina Brewmasters 2009 U.S. Open, and I took first place in light lagers uh, and third in best of show. My nice. recipe was from Jamil and John's uh, brewing classic style. It was the Amber, uh, the Anderstone Light. He says, I brewed for my neighbor in a trade uh, for him fixing my hot water heater. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then he That's decided to enter that beer into the competition. He was the only brewing network uh, entry into the whole competition. And he won a first and a third in Best right. of Show. Nice. Congratulations. Well, that's why he won. He's a BN guy. You know, that's a wonderful book. Uh, Jamil sent it to me a year ago. 
And then just about a week ago, I started reading it. Yeah. <laughs> Did he charge and you for it? He could be cheap. No, no, actually, <laughs> he got really offended once he realized I didn't read it right away. He did. But I did finally get to it and read it. It's a really good book. I, in fact, I think it's one of my favorite books for homebrewing. It's, you know, recipe-wise, uh, especially if you have no idea about recipes, but you can but you can brew, your process is okay, grab that book. you make a great beer every time. But you know what? There's some neat tips in the process section, too. John Palmer put some good stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. On the process side, um, I, you know, I like it. I, I I think it's one of the best books for for people that have brewed once. I think it's a good book to get. All right, so that was from Cecil Hanna. He's from Hampton, Georgia, and uh, congratulations on a bit of a win. All right, this is the email I have to skip. Man, it's so good though. You guys, can you just be... whisper it, or can we can we earmuff? Uh... Can we ear... Everybody, earmuff your kids. <laughs> JP wants to know where he sits on the fence. He yeah, really I want to know. I'm interested. Yeah, I mean, I've been hanging out a lot with uh, Schumann, so I, I, I don't know if there's a, a connection or we're just good friends. I, I kind of want to find out. All right, the rest of the feedback is a lot of thanks and uh, saying that we're a good show, even though we say we're a bad show. I don't know about all that. Uh, the last piece of information that I got, I woke up this morning and I had several emails asking me about what happened with the uh, Ebenezer's Cafe and Destroysa partnership. Now, you remember that we had the guys from Destroysa, the Belgian brewery, right, on the right. show about a year ago. And uh, they were going to open a, a brewery slash cafe in Maine with Chris Lively from Ebenezer's. And it was going to be called Panapot Cafe. Well, apparently something's happened, and uh, they've, they've parted ways. They were, I think, uh, you know, more than 60% to, uh, on the way to opening this brewery, and, and now it's not going to open. And I think that the, uh, the Destroysa guys have parted ways with the Ebenezer's guys, and everyone was asking me what happened, and I don't know. I did make some phone calls today to find out that, yes, it's not a rumor. Uh, the Panapot Cafe will not open as we knew it, but it will open under another name uh, with another brewer. And uh, whatever happened, I don't know. So a little bit of uh, brewing industry dirt that I, wow. I couldn't get to the bottom of it. I got sort of half of one side of the story, but of course there's always two sides to these things, and I'm not going to talk about what I don't know about. Other than there will be no Panapot Cafe. There will be some other sort of cafe. Sounds like it uh, leaves us room to have it called the Green Network Cafe, or maybe the, the That's what I thought. The Lunch Meat Cafe or the JP Cafe would be pretty good. I like the name, the JP Cafe. It sounds real good. Where'd sounds you come nice. up with that? <laughs> I just came up with it. I, I, I'm a create. I'm kind of a creative guy. Yeah. I, I have a lot of ideas, side. and uh, I just kind of. Yeah. It's like Chad and naming his beer. You, you know, know you Chad's could, Brown. It's it's yeah. along the same vein. You could call it Downtown JPs. You could call it Downtown <laughs> JPs. That's not bad. Or JPs Downtown Cafe. Except that it's in the middle of Maine. I'm not sure they have a downtown at all. <laughs> Town Cafe. <laughs> that would work. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. What I do know is that Sean Paxton, who is affiliated with the Ebenezer's. Uh, Belgian festival that they have and his dinner that he does now. Yeah, it's his second right. annual. That's still going on and the Brewing Network will still be going to the Ebenezer's dinner and there'll be all sorts of good beers uh, poured from Chris Lively's cellar. So I will give you more information as I have it but uh, that's all I have right now. If any of those guys want to come on the show and tell their own uh, story then that's fine. Uh, I think it's just interesting because it was talked about quite a bit and it was promoted on our program and then like I said I had half a dozen emails from listeners asking me what happened this morning morning, and I, I have no idea. Uh, so it sounds like it went down relatively recently. It did. It was Last a very... Homeland Security? Yeah. And there was uh, various posts across the interwebs about, you know, this happened and that happened, and I don't know what's true. I just know that there will be no Panapot Cafe as far as today goes. 
And that is your feedback for today. All right, we're going to take ourselves a quick break. When we come back, we're going to start talking to Colin Kaminsky about balance in your beer. We're live from downtown Joe's. You should come on down here and have a beer with us. 25% off if you wear your BN Army gear or a dollar a beer if you've got BN Army Inc. And that's going to go throughout the month of June. So come on by if you're coming out for the Homebrew Conference, too. We'll be back to talk about balance in your beer with Colin Kaminsky. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Organic ingredients. Fresh, clean, good for you, good for the planet. And Seven Bridges has the best selection in the world. Everything is a click away at breworganic.com. Join the mailing list for special deals and regular updates about new products and specials. They have been brewing organic and serving organic brewers for almost 12 years. They can help you brew great organic beer. Seven Bridges will be at the National Homebrewers Conference in Oakland. Stop by the booth to meet them and talk about organic and environmentally friendly brewing. Organic homebrew samples will be served. Find out about the newly formed all-organic homebrew club, Team Organica. Seven Bridges is the host and promoter of the National Organic Brewing Challenge, the only BJCP-sanctioned nationwide brewing competition just for organic beers. Take the challenge this fall for a chance to win great prizes, including a hands-on brewing experience at an organic brewery. Seven Bridges. Visit today at breworganic.com. White Labs, your source for maltose mowing monsters, announces the White Labs Platinum lineup for 2009. Looking for out-of-the-ordinary yeast to make the best beer possible? The Platinum strains from White Labs are only available for a limited time and make your homebrew stand out. Through February, find Australian Ale, Essex Ale, and Dusseldorf Alt Yeast. March and April, it's Nottingham Ale, Abbey 4, and Mexican Lager Yeast. And May through June, don't miss Premium Bitter Ale, Belgian Wit 2, and Belgian Bastogne Ale Yeast. Keep up with all the great yeasts in the White Labs Platinum Program at whitelabs.com, where you can also join the White Labs Customer Club. Brew with the freshest and most unique yeast with the White Labs 2009 Platinum Strains. White Labs. It's all in the vial. In the past year, the Brewing Network has been able to add two new shows, expand our studio capabilities and quality, and bring more beer information home to you than ever before. In no small part, this is due to subscribers like you. Thank you from all of us at the Brewing Network. Without your monthly support of any denomination, we could not bring you the very best in live beer radio like Can You Brew It? Brew Strong and the Sunday Session. Haven't signed up yet? Join your fellow brewers in the BN Army. Sign up today at thebrewingnetwork.com for a recurring donation as little as $2 a month. Besides all the great live radio you'll support, every subscriber is automatically entered in monthly raffles for amazing brew gear like a conical fermenter, a temperature control system, or your own draft setup. Become a part of the Bee and Army today. The Brewing Network, saving your life one beer at a time. Stop. 
to do the thing. All right, welcome back to the program, everybody. Live from downtown Joe's today. Is it good? Did I Come do on good? down to Napa if you're in the area and join us. You did fine, JP. Yes. Thank you. God, Thank you're like a four-year-old with a slow brain sometimes. Mommy goes on talking, but was that how was how what what mom? Justin, 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 <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Justin. You see what I can do, <laughs> Justin. That's good, Justin. That's Jake. Justin. You're great, Justin. <laughs> yeah. You think so? <laughs> All right, we're live from downtown Joe's. You can join Bevo in the chat room if you're listening at home. Just hit the chat now button. You'll still be able to ask us questions about our topic today, which is oh, balance you in your beer. And we're talking about how you design your recipe. you got to think about more than just, do I want a lot of hops? Am I making a pale ale? Is this a Belgian beer? you got to think about how you're going to balance the different ingredients. And we're going to get a little in-depth today, so get your geek on and, and, and be ready for that. We're going to talk about the balance of malt and bitterness primarily because i think that covers across the board and if you're just a beer consumer then you understand that too you you have a you have some sweetness and you've got some bitterness and how the brewer balances those two things is what makes the beer and 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 for a lot of palates it decides whether you like it or not you know when people when people give you that statement uh, that are that are hardly beer drinkers and they say i don't like dark beer dark beers i don't like it what they really mean in general is that they don't like really bitter beers or they don't like really strong beers or things like this. It has nothing to do with the color of, of beers. It's really thick, really like uh, thick mouth feel. It makes them feel full. Yeah. But really, all of those things are a matter of balance, and the color doesn't have a whole lot to do with that. So what we're going to talk about today is the balance of malt and sweetness and bitterness. And we might go into a couple of other things, too, because, uh, you know, there's things like a, like a mineral balance, and there's pH balance, and there's all sorts of flavor balance that comes into beer. So What about ester balance? And there's also ester balance. That's right, JP. I'm serious. There's lost your balance. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's you, though. That's, that's bound to happen to most of us up here tonight. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. And you can join Bevo in the chat room to uh, send those uh, questions over with. Now, before we get into that topic, I just wanted to mention that uh, apparently at Downtown Joe's, you never know who you're going to run into. Uh, you don't. We're a very social place here. We, which, we love everybody. It's a, it's a good spot. You... You know, when you're from closer to the to the Bay Area, you know, the East Bay, the San Francisco Bay, when you're down there, you start to think, well, Downtown Joe's, it's out there, it's in Napa, it's this thing that you have to go to. But when you're here, you realize people show up all the time. Fritz Maytag just walked into the room to, uh, I don't know, shake Colin's hand and tell him he loves him and then left. Uh, <laughs> dropped off a couple things. Colin, he, your IPA is uh, <laughs> right there. You know, I, I, he sounds like Nixon. Fritz Maytag actually is a regular customer, although I don't know if he's ever had the beer. Oh, yeah? <laughs> really? You know, I don't, I don't know that. He comes in uh, for breakfast on Sunday mornings. We have great salad garnish. But we do carry his Unipero gin. Oh, you do. Okay. So, so what he was dropping by tonight was a display, and it's a. I don't know if anybody remembers a drinking bird from when they were a kid, but he's had a miniature drinking bird made, um, and it sits there and sips a uh, a glass of gin. Um, it's like a surfing bird. <laughs> it kind of goes to show you that he's got a sense of humor because that thing's ridiculous. You know, he's fun. We got to tour his brewery last week, and uh, he and his staff were great. They they bought us a bunch of pizzas. Oh, great. Um, let us run around like uh, the crazy people we are. Did you show um, up sober? Um, no. No, we, <laughs> we, 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 we put a, a keg of double IPA on the bus. We did. Um, so. <laughs> Sounds like the worst idea ever. And it's, what, an hour ride to the city? <laughs> Bike yeah. bus. 
Well, you know, it, 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 we, we were thinking we were thinking ahead, so we only put a two and a half gallon keg on. Oh, the bus. well, you should have said that. You know, so but but you we put a did, Scotty on there. We we did finish it, <laughs> Scotty, um, and we also we did homework. a bunch of toasts for Beer Connoisseur Magazine before we left. So we were trying to get a picture on Beer Connoisseur Magazine's website. Okay, and uh, so did it. So, did you succeed? Uh, we did. Okay, and 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 <laughs> however, that took uh, uh, about three or four pints of double IPA before we left. Uh, I see. Uh, for each of us, <laughs> before getting on the bus, <laughs> yeah. before right. getting on the bus, then we then we started dealing with the keg. But Fritz then, was very gracious, even though you showed up. Uh, well, you know, we were pretty in control when Fritz was there um, because because <laughs> yeah. all the alcohol hadn't quite hit. I see. And he ran us down to the distillery, and they, they've got these these double rolling up doors that are code locked. And nobody can take pictures. Nobody can view the distillery. It's really? top secret stuff. And he types in a secret code. And the doors roll up just like the Bat Cave. Wow. And, and then suddenly there's three stills in front of us. Two spot pot stills and a uh, Don't you think he just does still. that to look cool? Because <laughs> distilling is, you know, it's a still, isn't it? Code, you, you know what? Yeah. He, he said that uh, he wished he'd had a bigger leg up when he revolutionized uh, his brewery in the late 70s. Yeah. And he didn't want to lose that leg up in distilling. With the distilling. So there is something going on in there that isn't that he, going on everywhere. He, yeah. he doesn't know, but he just didn't want to lose that leg up. Okay. The code's and, probably one, two, three, four. And uh, so, so the first thing our general <laughs> we'll manager it. does is run around and open all the doors and look inside all the stills. boy. Um, which panicked all of his staff. Okay. <laughs> Did they tackle him? or? Um, no, they asked him politely not to. And then the second thing uh, our general Don't. manager did was to snap photos of everything, which, which they politely asked us to stop doing. <laughs> and delete all that you had. Did he steal fizzy lifting drinks, too? Or? <laughs> yeah. um, and, and then uh, Fritz had to run, and then they gave us a tour of the... Well, actually, we all had pizza and sobered up a little bit, and then they gave us a tour of the brew house. Okay. Well, we're going there for the BN Anniversary Bus yeah, Tour, which is on the 17th, which is your birthday, Colin. That's right. 17th. You want to go with us? It's an all-day tour. I have to check into that. I'll, check I'll, in. Yeah, let me... Uh, I have like daycare issues, and so let me find out. Yeah, it's not a kid-friendly bus tour. There'll be... Uh, there's beer on the bus. We're going to Anchor Steam for a full tour. They're going to take care of us there. Then we're going to Marin uh, and or Moylands. One bus goes to Marin, one goes to Moylands. Then we're going to Beer, Beer, and More Beer. You remember that place. And uh, then from there, we're going to our anniversary party, which is at Linden Street in Oakland this year, uh, right next to the National Homebrewers Conference. That's a lot of driving. You better put a lot of beer on the bus. Yeah, there'll be a lot of beer on the bus, and then, of course, every stop. So, Anyway, everyone kind of jumped out of the seats. Fritz Maytag walks in the room. I tell our producer, Shat, to go over and get him on the air. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, he just laughed. He worked real hard. He laughed at me first. Then he did go and ask, and I, it must have been an ask like this. Hey, Fritz, do you want it? No. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> he came back within like half a second and said he won't do it. Yeah. Come on. Put some grease into it. Well, he probably just heard that uh, he had to run and you didn't even ask. I bet you didn't even ask. <laughs> hey, Fritz. No. Okay. Yeah, actually, I I, uh, I strong-armed him a little bit more and I got a yes out of him. Oh. And, and as soon as he set up the drinking bird, he ran out the door. He ran. <laughs> That sneak. We don't have a side door. I should have tackled him. He he really did uh, have a place to go because otherwise he would have stayed. He likes to chat. He He does. He had to go fix a dryer. All right. I worry. It's probably a good thing. I think the day that Fritz sits down on this program... It's it's when the BN's going to jump the shark. I think. Well, well, you know this this is the PG version, so he might have done well here today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. 
All right. Well, I just wanted you know, come on down to downtown Joe's. You never know who's going to walk in the room. That's pretty oh, exciting. During secrets. the break, uh, Brittany calls. She wants her microphone back. She does. Yeah, I know. Well, she can't have it. Britney Spears. And hers is much more hidden, by the way. She doesn't have yeah. the. You guys are wrong. I thought you had Madonna's. <laughs> no, no, you're all wrong. I love that you said that, Doc, because that's the first thing I said to him when he put that on. Was yeah. like, you look like Britney Spears. Yeah. All right. Well, it's not my fault you, that, that you guys aren't professionals. But you look hotter. <laughs> All right, I want to start talking about our topic today, and that is going to be balance in your beer. Colin Kaminsky, every time we come over here, brewmaster here at Downtown Joe's, has got a new lesson for us, and he's always diving into something nerdy when it comes to beer. It's never... And I wanted to break the mold a little today. All right. So I picked, normally I pick things that we can sit down and definitively say, this is how it is. And crunch you know, numbers. And, and crunch numbers. And we can look in the literature and we can say, this researcher proved this part of it, and this researcher proved this part of it. We know where we're going. This is all fine and good. This is all science. And, and in the course of all that, I've gotten nicknamed Dr. Evil. Yeah. Because I'm the one who sits around and reads all these goddamn papers. Right. I don't know what kind of life you live, Colin but you do sit around reading all these papers. I do, and, and, and I really enjoy it. However, there's also the art side of brewing, and it's really important that people understand, that all of us understand, that brewing is both a science and an art. So what I'm getting into today, what uh, Doc and I are going to get into today, is the intangibles, okay. the things that, that, that you get five people, and all five people taste the same beer and have a different opinion. And those are the things where a brewer gets to mark his mark on that brand. Okay. And uh, one of those uh, things is the malt bitter balance. Yeah. But there's a lot of balances where I say, you know, that flavor's a little too strong. I can either subtract it or I can add a contrasting flavor. So for the malt bitter balance, for instance, I could either, if I think a beer's too bitter, I could either take away some of the bittering hops or I can add some sweetness. Now, I have that... It, which choice I make changes my recipe, changes my flavor, yeah. changes my clientele, changes everything. Okay. So all of those things that now now we're getting into the art of brewing and not the science of brewing. And so, this is so why I can go to, to, to 15 different breweries that make a pale ale and uh, essentially have 15 different pale ales. And, and you know what? You can... The, more importantly than that, you can go to 200 different breweries and find 100 good pale ales. Okay. And, and it's because, and they'll all taste different, and we'll all call them a pale ale. Okay. And, and I'm not going to say that all the, all the pale ales out there are good, um, but you know what? There's a lot of really good ones. Okay. And, and the reason is, is there's some brewer that's sitting there, and he's, he's very carefully balancing flavors in his mind. We take it for granted that chefs do this. Yeah. You know, chefs will balance salt and acid, or they'll balance um, sweet and sour, um, which the famous is, of course, sweet and sour chicken, mm-hmm. but, but, or sweet and sour pork, but people do it on a more subtle basis all the time. Okay. And as brewers, we do these balancing issues as well. The reason why, the main reason why I focused on this is I, when I was a, a budding master brewer, um, I ended up at a conference, and there was a bunch of brewers sitting around. And Vinny, uh, I can't, I never can say Chilerzo is how Chilerzo. he says it. Yeah, Chilerzo and uh, Tommy Arthur were having a conversation, and all of these other really famous brewers were sitting around, glued to the, whatever they said. Okay. And what they were talking about is how they were balancing flavors in Belgian beers, and some of the flavors they were balancing against each other. 
And like what? What kind of flavors? You know, are they talking about? Are they talk that sort of banana and iron and and clove or and and uh, uh, like orange peel and banana okay. are flavors that I've found balance each other. Okay. So they, they they had a whole list of them and and they were a little bit censored. You know, because of the clientele they were in, they weren't quite giving us the full story. I see. But what I took away from the conversation wasn't that um, I should balance this and this. It was that there's these balances I need to look for. And any time I find one, I need to make sure I understand it, make sure to log it into my mind. Um, because it's something that's going to be useful to my career. Okay. And uh, and I've, I found a bunch, and we're gonna. I hopefully we'll get to more than just malt bitter balance today. Okay. Hopefully we'll get to some of the other ones. Yeah, that's what I'd like to do also. There's a question in the chat. Someone wants to know where quote these papers come from. Like, where do you find these uh, these quote unquote papers that you look through? That's a good question. You are yeah. always reading something about brewing. Where are you finding your materials? Um, the Junior Brewmaster's coloring book. <laughs> At dinner. You know the. I, I'm a paper hound, and and I was studying papers before the internet existed. So before Al Gore. So I used to <laughs> yeah, before, and, Al Gore. before Al Gore invented the internet. Yeah. Um, I used to go to my reference librarian, and I would start researching topics. Okay. And so in the old days, that was how we did it. Now we can be our own reference librarians, and so I'll search on the internet. But where? I mean, are you just Googling some topic that you're interested in, or do you Sometimes. have... Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes I am. I'm, I'm a member of the Master Brewers Association. Okay. So I have access to all of their archives. Can anybody be a member of that? Anybody can. You can either be, you can either be a member or a, a part of the allied trade. Okay. Um, so you, you don't have to... If you're a master brewer, you can be a regular member. If you're a student, you're another member. If you're a part of an allied trade, like you make caustic for breweries, okay. you can be a member. What if you talk about beer for a living? Can I be a member? What you can. You, you'd be an allied trade. Yeah. What if you drink beer? Yeah. Um, that's an allied trade. You're getting rid of their product. I, yeah. I don't think they care it's who's a, a member, to be honest. As long yeah. as you pay the, what, 375 a year or whatever it is? Well, it's I, actually not that expensive. It's like 175 a year. All right. See, Shep, the producer, he's now unemployed. He's pretty much a professional taster. <laughs> so, Well, at least he'll do something right from yeah. now on. Yeah. All right. Where else do you get them? Um, well, Zymergy, old Zymergy issues are good. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, you, you think the lifestyle of a brewmaster, you know, I'd be driving Ferraris. and It seems and, very exciting. And, You've got and, broads and, all over. And, and have money Drink to burn and, and all of that. But, but I'm actually, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of watch my pennies. You so, walk to work. So usually what I'll do is I'll find a, an abstract on, uh, on Google. Yeah. And once I find the abstract, I'll contract, contact the author directly. And they're, right, usually more, cheap. and they're usually more than willing to uh, email to give you. me a PDF of the article. Right. And uh, so that's what I do. And, but I, maybe and I find if every, they're happy to have a contact, you know? I wonder, though, if every brewing network listener on Earth started doing that, if the authors would be like, wait yeah. a second, pay for the damn thing. Yeah, Colin. Well, you know what? The authors didn't get paid for it. They yes. just submitted it to some journal. Good point. <laughs> yeah. What you need to be saying, Colin, is I paid for every piece of information. So, like, for a podcast, like all the podcasts I downloaded from the brewing network, I paid triple because they help my business grow. Yeah. That's what you need to say. Yeah. You, sir. JP's getting good at this. I'm trying to. I like it. 
All right. Well, why don't we start then with with some of the basics? And and listen, we don't need to be too basic here. We've done some balanced shows on the Brewing Network, and if you kind of search through our archives, you'll find that. So uh, I want to talk about recipe formulation kind of to get us kicked off. Well, well, Doc had a really fun one, uh, and uh, and it was an equation we can start with, which I think is neat. So let's start with uh, your Doc equation. equation. You're going to make my eyes glaze over, but no, it'll be no, good no, for somebody. Easy one. It's a real simple one, and it's uh, one plus two. No, it's uh, BUs versus uh, GUs, okay. which is bittering units and gravity units. Uh, pretty easy to do. It's a ratio. Uh, you're going to have your bittering units, which is your IBU number. Uh, against your gravity units, which basically, if you've got a 1070 beer, call it 70. Okay. And you put the bittering over the over the gravity units. A good a good middle of the road one would be say a Martzen. Okay. It's going to be about a a, a 50. BUGU ratio. That's the ratio. Okay. Right, right about down the middle. Uh, when you get into IPAs, that, that ratio is going to be above 50. Okay. Okay, so yeah, so let's look at my IPA. So my IPA starts at 1068, and it has about 68 uh, uh, bittering units. Yeah, so it's going to be around one. Okay, so, can, so that gives you an idea of a relatively bitter beer. I have a relatively sweet... My eyes are glossy. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you guys are both like airplanes to me because you're going way over my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the simplest equation it on totally Earth, JP. Is. There was nothing yeah. complicated about that equation. No. I understand. Okay, so one of the things, <laughs> one of the things we do at Downtown Joe's, and this is really important to us, is anytime anything starts to get confusing at all, yeah. we have to remember oh. our golden rule. Anything can be fixed by beer. Okay. And while we've been sitting here, the beer fairies have poured us half pints of beer. Chad and Schumer have poured us beer? I, I, I see lots of little <laughs> half pints of beer yeah, everywhere. I see these right um, right here. Okay. And, and every day at 12 o'clock, uh, and it happens to be 12 o'clock right now somewhere. Somewhere. We do a cheers. Oh, good Lord. Can you tell me where it's 12 o'clock? No. <laughs> I'm out. I, I'd have to get on my phone. <laughs> All right. So is, this is a Downtown Joe's. It's, this, this is our Tantric IPA. We've done this before. Does that have to do with the... Never mind. <laughs> I don't know where you got the tantric thing. All right, so... Uh, cheers. Everybody, uh, cheers. Cheers. Uh, Downtown Joe's, uh, grab your beers. Uh, thanks for coming out. Yeah, the four people paying attention are actually doing it. Those of you at home, you should have at least uh, 12 ounces in your hand to finish. I finished mine. Is that part of the deal? <laughs> That's part of the deal. That's part of the deal, but uh, uh, Justin finished his. All right. He looks like he's going to cry. Look at <laughs> his <laughs> eyes are watering. <laughs> Why did you do this to me, Colin? <laughs> I remember this now from our other remotes. Yeah. Every time we have to do this. It, by the way, it'll be 12 uh, o'clock again in like an hour. <laughs> I saw those bloody things coming out. I'm like, oh, I can't. I, My eyes are watering. Really? Oh. Wait till I give you your gift that got brought for you, Jacob. You're going to be able to do anything. You're going to be able to fly. Like, literally, not even in an airplane. Just fly. Is it a winning lottery ticket? <laughs> it's not a winning lottery ticket, yeah. but it'll be a heck of a lot of fun. Okay, so... Back to the equation. Back to our equation. All right. So, so that is a, a one-to-one ratio. Okay, I understand. So, I guess what I have to ask you is, whether it's an equation or not, and, and we'll use the equation a, as our example. Okay. How do I decide what the balance is that I want? Okay, I know what I like to drink. But I can't put that into numbers. I know that I like a well-balanced well, beer. Well, let's let's start out with the, use baseline beers. Like I used a, a Martin. A Martin, okay. And he uses uh, his, his double IPA. No single IPA. A single IPA. <laughs> uh, 
a middle of the road that balances well, sweet, malty. You don't have too much one or the other. It's going to be around 50-50. So I will then take my beer style and say, okay, I want it closer to a Mertzen than I do a single IPA. Yeah, and I try to get my number closer to that. Right. Okay. You're, you're, you're bitter. It's, it's, just a, it's, a, it's a rough estimate of where you want to be heading. Okay. And, and, and I think a really good thing to do is, you know, to brew a beer and go, hey, you know, that's a little bit too bitter. I think next time I'm going to lower it down a little. Do I have to say it like an Italian guy like that? Yeah, hey, you, do. you know, that's a little... Uh... You do. You, okay. We're at Downtown Joe's. This is an Italian place. It's <laughs> a little too bitter. Well, lower it or I break your knees. <laughs> well, let's, let's say you did brew something. It's a little too bitter for you. Yeah. Look at the numbers. Like a and then you say, well, how much less bitter do I want it? Right. And so you look at the number ratio, and you change that by... 10%. 10%. Okay. What do Now, does that mean I add less hops or add more malt? I think this is where it gets into a... To a That's where it's fun. Okay. Okay, so let's say if we just keep adding more malt. Let's say we just you know start pushing up the malt. So I kept my IBU, my hops the same, but I'm going to add sweetness and with malt. And let's say we added a lot more sweetness. Okay. Okay, suddenly we're in a totally different style than we began with. Because and, and my gravity's now changed. Right. And maybe my color has changed. And, uh, and you're out of the... Uh, and you're out of the style guidelines, style but maybe guideline. you've made a beer you like. Okay. And that's how we probe out, as brewers, we probe out in outside of style space. All right, let There's me get a little more things. basic. If I'm going to do it that, that method, I'm going to add malt rather than subtract hops. Right. Do I just add base malt, or do I add some of those specialty malts? You can do either. Uh, if- I would start first, if you're newbie on this one, by not going the malt part. Because you're going to change the whole body of the beer and everything else. I would would start by changing the IBUs. Okay. And racking them down from there. Then reassess where you're at. And then maybe you want to pull it up a little bit on the other end. If it's a thin beer and too hoppy, uh, then you might want to go the other route by, by bumping up the malt ratio, the gravity ratio. Okay. I want the equation again. <laughs> and I want you to give it to me in such a way... I mean, I assume I have to use something like a, a, a brewing program to, to work this equation because no, I need you, to know my IBUs. You can do it on his iPhone. Okay. It's, it's, it's arithmetic, well, basically. I can do anything on my but iPhone. I need but to know, I guess what I mean is I need to know my IBUs. Right. I need to get that number right. from somewhere. Right. And, I, and, and how do I get the other number? The, uh, it's just your gravity units. Uh, okay. If it's 1070, take 70. Just take off the first two numbers. Okay. And that goes on the bottom. Okay. The first two numbers of my gravity I, go I on be, the bottom. IBUs on the top. Yeah. Right. Gravity units on the bottom. Yep. Do the do the do the math. And I divide. You divide. Yeah. Numerator, denominator. Yeah. Okay. So and you get the fraction. And so you get the fraction. Actually, you'll get a ratio. You number. get a ratio. Uh, you'll get a, a you'll, you'll get a decimal number. I got. You get a decimal number. And I, so I, you're I, saying now there's this kind of a scale between say a Meritzen and a single IPA, and 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 that ratio that I've just gotten falls in that scale somewhere, and I can decide well it's, I'm much closer to an IPA. Or well, we could even go farther extreme than a Meriton. IPA's at one end of the extreme, Meriton yep. somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Okay. So, but if we wanted to get, you know, like an Irish red, you know, yeah. that's yeah. probably, you know, uh, or a Newcastle, or, like a brown or, or ale, something Scottish like that. Scottish ale, yeah, something yeah. like that. There's going to be very little bitterness, very little IBUs, but a lot of malt on it. So that you're, might be a thirty. All right, but still. So we're only talking about malt versus hops here, right? I mean, these are the two ingredients. We're talking about grain, and we're talking about hops. Well, right, let's right. think of some other ingredients we can add that are bitter, then, if you want to be more complicated. Well, I just, I, I think that we... It's a good dark, place to start. Dark, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a great place to start. Dark malt are bitter on their own. 
So when okay, so, now this is what I want to know. So when you when you start tasting, say a Guinness, it yeah. has very little hot bitterness, but lots of malt bitterness. Right, kind of a, a little roast, um, like a tannic kind of a thing. Some right? tan, yeah. Okay, so uh, adding some darker grains, uh, chocolate malts, chocolate malts, uh, black malts, black patent malt, roasted barley. Um, roasted barley. They'll have their own bitterness. They, yeah. they do. They they do have a perceived bitterness, right. even though we don't measure it in IBUs. If we do our IBU test, you know where we spin up a sample in a centrifuge, it actually doesn't uh, come out as bitterness. Okay, but our palates perceive it. There's a great example of where our palates are way better than our lab equipment. Really? I like that example. Uh, yeah, That's all I have. <laughs> you don't have any lab equipment. No. If uh, I did, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Uh, your, your CO2, your carbonation, is going to add bitterness to it. Okay. So if you're tasting something that you're tasting it flat, yeah. uh, you're tasting it out of the fermenter or something like that, it's hard to tell uh, that, that balance because you don't have the added carbonic acid in there. All right, but are you, Doc, all right, you're brewing... In your in your brew house, your home brew house, right there in beautiful Moraga, California. Yes, among the and, trees. And you're planting your beer. Are you really calculating in you know carbonic acid and the the perceived bitterness of the chocolate malt that you have to add to this beer, or are you just looking yeah. at a beer style? And I, I hope the answer is yes. But uh, you see what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, a lot of us, uh, I, I'm looking at a beer style, and I go, okay, I want to brew, um, I want to brew an, an American stout. Right, and I can look at the style guidelines, and I can punch it into ProMash, and I can see what my IBUs, the range, and I can see my gravity range. But that's as far as I go. I know how to get my SRM. I know how to. I can punch in. I see what my IBUs are, and I see what my malt is. And, but you are telling me that you're now thinking about carbonic acid and the perceived bitterness of the. I, I'm playing with numbers. Well, I, and if I'm going to be running it on my nitrogen tap, it's going to be different than if I'm going to carbonate it and put it. Depending on what I'm going to do with that, um, I have a stout tap, yeah. And if I'm going to be primarily running it off of there, mm-hmm. it's different than if I'm going to be carbonating and putting it in bottles. So you might add a little more bitterness to that beer that's going on your nitro right, tap. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll bump up uh, usually the dark malts on that. One. I, I think where it makes the most difference to me is you know I have to taste beers all the way through the process, and it's really easy for me in the brewery to taste beers all the way through the process. So. What, what's important to me is not to, to make a knee-jerk reaction where I've got a flat beer and I'm tasting it and I'm about to brew the same recipe again and go, oh, I better adjust it because I haven't tasted it carbonated yet. Okay. And so, you know, that's another thing, too, is, is you don't want to make a knee-jerk reaction and uh, 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 taste something early, especially, you know, like me. I, I might brew five batches of beer before I have one on tap. Yeah. Well, see, this is a problem I have with, with evalu- evaluating beer, too, all the way through the process. I was talking about this the other day with JP. Chad, will he'll brew a beer, and he's really happy about the beer. And, it's, and he's given me samples off of the fermenter, okay? So it's not... It's warm. It's, it's, it's flat, and it's not carbonated. 
But he can tell that it's going to be a good beer. He can taste it. I can't. And he gives it to me every time. And every time I tell him, Chad, this tastes terrible to me. But I'm sure it's going to be fine. You brew great beer. But I can't taste it. Because to me, it tastes warm and flat and yeasty. And I can't. uh, So you see, I can't make adjustments from that point. And he always wants me to tell him, well, what do you think of it, though? What do you think of it? I think it's shit, Chad. (laughs) Until you get it cold and you carbonate it. And then it tastes fantastic. And you put a glass in front of it. (laughs) And then it tastes great. So, well, I, and that goes to my brewing tip last week. If it's if you don't have the carbonation level right, yeah, a great beer tastes like crap. Yeah, yeah. and and or two weeks ago, I guess we didn't do a brewing tip last week. We were off last week. Oh, good. So we didn't. Skip it. <laughs> I'm true to my so, word. So, so so two weeks ago. So yeah, but. But it is important to develop those those to be able parts. to taste right. Right. That's what and, I'm and saying. Is my it's not Chad's fault that my palate's not developed to be able to make adjustments at that point. And 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 temperature is really crucial in that. The warmer you let a beer go, the more malty it tastes. Yeah. So if you take a beer that you think is too bitter, wait five minutes. Wait okay. ten minutes. It's probably going to be fine. If you wait twenty five minutes, it's going to be too sweet. Okay. All right, let's take a quick break. We come back. We're going to finish up this balance talk. Keep uh, the glaze off your eyes. Yeah. Well, JP's got <laughs> some questions for how he can get his beer better balanced. I do. And uh, and I think that we can really apply this to our uh, to our recipes that we make at home to to figure out how to okay. because it, it's a it's a starting point for me uh, to to figure out you know where do I begin and then know what to add and what to subtract and then we're going to move on to some of these other balance components. So stick with us. It's the Brewing Network. We are live from downtown Joe. In beautiful Napa, California. Come on down. Come for the wine. Stay for the beer, and uh, you get yourself uh, a discount if you got your BN Army gear on. So come a join bring us. Bring ink. And if you're coming out for NHC, you ought to be up here for that. Uh, stop in to, to see Colin. He's looking forward to it. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Hollertower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months at the the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. 
That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Look at you, brewing on this fine summer day. Sun's out, the kids are having fun, and I just got my shipment for more beer. But aren't you going to run into temp control issues with your ferment? Those yeast are going to fry. Eh, normally I would, but this is temperature control month at More Beer, and they're having a huge sale on all sorts of products to help me keep my beer cool while the yeast do their thing. Really? Yeah, like these things here. With this stopper thermal well, this firm wrap carboy heater, and this temp controller for that old fridge over there, I can keep my beer at exactly the temp I want when I want. No more high ferments, no more unhappy yeast. Man, I gotta check this stuff out. You better hurry. The sale is only for this month. Well, alrighty. Point me to your computer. And kegerator. I'm thirsty. Right over there. With May is temperature control month at More Beer. Come join them for huge savings on things that you need to make beer this summer. Visit morebeer.com and click on the picture of Regan keeping cool in the swimming pool. Temperature control month only at Beer Beer and More Beer. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Thanks for sticking with us. Oh, yeah. We're back on the program yeah, live yeah. from downtown Joe's. Yeah, we are. The more JP contributes, the worse, better the show gets. <laughs> Which is why he got his own show. Right? I just got some coffee. <laughs> Somebody just gave me some chocolate cake. Yeah, I saw you and your husband over there all flirty and giggly with your chocolate cake. Isn't it cute? You guys have been married for a little over a year, and you're still flirting with each other. No, I was telling him to buy me some chocolate cake, and he was telling me no. Oh. (laughs) That's not very flirty. That's uh, why she started flirting. See, that's how it works once you're married. (laughs) I see. She wasn't wasn't flirting with Sam. She was flirting with the dude eating the chocolate cake. Okay, we're so glad that you're with us today, live from downtown Joe's. We're hanging out with Colin Kaminsky, who's just been nice enough to invite us out here. Well, thanks for uh, bringing me. I mean, uh, oh, not me. I'm not glad I... (laughs) I knew. No. Even Doc knows that. No. Yeah, well, whatever. If you're in the area, come on down. Have a beer with us. Uh, 25% off if you're wearing your logo or a buck if you got uh, ink. And also, during NHC Week, really, it's important to come on down and support the people that support the Brewing Network. Not only that, exactly. but you're going to get yourself some just great beer here at Downtown Joe's. By the way, what is it? I don't even know which beer you've been serving me all night long. It's been one style. and It's, it's been just Tantric been, IPA only. It is. Tantric IPA. It's such a good beer. You know, it's the first beer that we use the Hoppinator on. Tell me now. Well, I want I want to know two things. I want to know what the hell the Hoppinator is. That's a good question. But two, so I drank the Tantric most of the time last time we were here, and it's changed. It's a little better this time. Uh, it's a little, it's a little crisper. It's also a little hoppier at the same time. So, uh, what's changed about this beer? Well, okay. So every year, one of in the winter time, I don't have a lot to do. 
You know, I mean, I've got I've got to brew a few days a week. Good to know. But I, but but in the middle of the summer, I'm brewing like crazy. I can't think about anything. Tourist season for Napa, right? Okay. Tourist season for Napa. Well, in summer weather and yeah, you know, so it's, it's, I, I get more locals and and I get more tourists and. So in the wintertime, I get to plan, what am I going to do for the next year? Okay. So every year I have to present Joe with a plan of how I'm going to improve the brewery, how I'm going to improve sales, how, what am I going to do to make downtown Joe's better for a year. Okay. Is this like a, a do you have to do a whole presentation with the video and the whole thing? PowerPoint. You know, it would probably work better if I did. But um, you just sit down all but, drunk but, and but, say, listen, Joe. But, but I'm kind of lazy, so okay. I, I just pick him when he's in a good mood and uh, just shoot for the the gold and see what I can get out of them as far as a budget. You should make a hologram of him giving you more money. <laughs> so and then that would be fun. So so th- this year I had a few changes I wanted to make, and one of the things I didn't really think I had to make, yeah. but it turned out to make a really big difference, and that was charcoal filtration of my water. Really? And the whole brew house now this year is charcoal filtered. How did you filter it before? I didn't. At all? You At all. I, 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 See, I, I say that's nuts, Colin. Even I know you're supposed to charcoal filter your water. Why? I don't know. That's what I was told. <laughs> well, and, and, and I, I'm not very good at doing what I'm told. Right. I'm really good at figuring out why. Okay. And I didn't figure out for six years why I should charcoal filter. And then we got a week of really bad water. Okay. And the water had... Um, Chunks? No, it had humic substances in it, which is decaying plant Wieners. matter. Chunks. It's 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 de- de- well, but it wasn't it wasn't what chunks. Was it, when you smelt it, it smelt like a swamp. Okay. Smelt it, it smelt wienery. And and yeah. I just looked at the water and I said, I'm not gonna fucking do it. <laughs> you said it. Who's got the yeah. dump button? And and you and, just didn't brew. It's and, and, I, and I wouldn't brew for a week. And Joe looks at me and he says, "Why why don't you want to brew?" Yeah. And I said, "I mean, he's your boss I, after I said, all. It's a good I, question." I, I said, "I'm not even willing to give somebody a glass of this water. I'm running back to the brewery to the deionizer just to fill glasses of water for my customers. I see. Because I'm embarrassed to have this water on the table. Yeah. And and our and our public utilities is giving it to us. So I started doing some research into it as to well. What would happen if I did indeed brew with it? And I and I found out that Cancer. that no that there's uh, some chemicals that could get created, and they're uh, uh, really really important TCAs, um, really important chemicals for flavor compounds. Okay. And and so I started looking for them. Well, if I'm not charcoal filtering now, maybe I'm getting these. Uh, maybe I'm getting these chemicals otherwise. Okay. And, and so let's start looking for them in the flavors I've got on tap. Let's start looking for them in future brews. And I started finding them. Once I learned how to taste for the flavor, I started finding it. I see. And, and so then I got ultra sensitive to the flavor. It's like, okay, Joe, we've got to get charcoal filtration in here. So now you charcoal filter all the water no matter what. I do all. And, and you know what? I don't need to on all of it. But it's really important for me on some days to charcoal filter. Okay. And since, and so I, I do it every time now, just because. So is that the biggest difference to this IPA? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so that, no, that's just a side story. So so no no that that's one of the three changes that's been made since the last time you were here. Okay. So then the other thing we did is we built the hopinator. What is this? Okay. So for me to dry hop normally takes about 7 to 21 days in the fermenter. And I only have five fermenters. And I've got to be moving beer through my fermenters as fast as I can. Okay. So 
tying up my fermentation time with dry hopping. It's your primary fermenter too, isn't it's it? It's my primary. Yeah. Okay. It, it was killing me. You know, I'd separate the yeast off, I'd throw the hops in, and it, it was killing me. It was just, you know, I, I'm getting more and more double IPA customers, and, and double IPA I was doing 21 days in the fermenter. And, I, you know, you tie up two of my five fermenters with double IPA for 21 days, suddenly I, I'm, the whole brewery is just ground to a halt. Yeah. Sounds like I need more fermenters. So I had to, I did, but I don't have room for more fermenters. <laughs> I've seen so, your fermentation room. You packed. do not have more room for more it's, fermenters. He has a roof. So, oh, yeah. so I built the Hoppinator. Okay. Um, I'm told that we're allowed to upload pictures. Of oh, the Hoppinator? Of uh, oh. the Hoppinator. Okay. So somebody hopefully will uh, figure out how to do that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm going to six shat the producer on that. And, uh, and, and the Hoppinator is built out of a five-gallon keg. Okay. And what I did is I, I, I took a keg that I owned. I didn't steal anybody's keg. I took Good. a keg that I owned. Yeah, you and, stole and, previously. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. It, it, literally, I bought it brand new. Okay, good. I paid $120 for it. Oh, this good. Keg. <laughs> then you own it. Yeah. And, and I cut a four inch hole in the top yeah. and welded in a four inch tri closed. And in that, I put a screen gasket. Okay. And, and that, that is on a triclover okay. gasket. What's, what was your criteria for choosing four inch? Uh, my elbow fits through it, so I can scrub <laughs> it with a scrubby. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Good call. And it was also the largest screen gasket I could find. Okay. Okay. Size so, does matter in this case. Yeah. And, and I was it's hoping girth. to actually break the keg in half and mold the clover into the whole keg and be able to break the keg in half. Okay. But that wasn't an option because I couldn't get a screen gasket for it. And then, and then what I did is I, I, at the bottom, I put an inch and a half triclover plant. Then what I do is I pull out the screen, and I stuff the thing. I can fit, fit seven pounds of hops in there, no problem. Seven pounds of pellet hops. Okay. And then I throw the screen back in, and I pump in from the bottom and go out through the top into my fermenter. All right. And what I'm doing is I'm getting, well, the studies are a little young. I'm getting, <laughs> okay. I'm getting at least three to one extraction time, but I think I'm getting seven to one extraction time. So you're pumping it. Yeah, explain explain I'm, the process. I'm pumping it out of the bottom port of the fermenter. Okay. Into the side port of the fermenter. Oh, so it's going right back in the fermenter. And and it. And how long are you doing this? Days. Just so, constant. Constant. So you're, so oh, you're constantly using my warp pump. Recirculating. I'm using my, I'm using my warp pump to recirculate. Okay. You're recirculating your, your fermenting beer, your, your already fermented beer. You're shutting down yeah, fermenting beer. Is it still beer. fermenting? Well, that depends on what flavors I'm trying to extract. <laughs> I see. So, so you're I can, still I can, fermenting beer. You're, you're recycling it through this I, seven I, and a half gallon keg for seven days straight. It, it is either almost done fermenting. That's a or or, That's a or it is completely done fermenting, and it matters a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it matters a lot. And Sierra Nevada has done some studies on why it matters, but you know we can get into that later. Okay. They, so, they wrote a paper okay. on it <laughs> that he read. Yeah. Yeah. Want to hear? No, actually, shows. actually, actually, <laughs> I got the uh, guy who runs the uh, spectrophotometer with the organoleptic port. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> and I got him to tell me the whole Tim, story. <laughs> Tim, the spectrometer organoleptic port operator. So in any case, it, it really does matter. If, if you start at, at like two Plato before you're yeah. finishing gravity. Yeah, and and you start running it through your hops, you get a, uh, a berry esterness, and if you really? start all the way dry, you don't get that berry esterness, and and lake berry esterness, and, and 
<laughs> now that was why I put the charcoal filtration. Yeah. In the it's because of Lake Perry <laughs> esterness. Yeah, that's a, a local joke. Fact. For all you non-locals, that's, yeah, the, there's a lake around here that uh, smells gross. But Barry Essa. In, in lake Barry Essa. All right, um, Colin, I have to stop you. Okay. This is getting <laughs> blow my mind every time I walk in. I'm afraid yeah. to ask you questions sometimes. So, Colin, how do you like this beer? Okay, <laughs> seriously? All right, the Hoppinator is, first of all, it's good. I think it sounds awesome to just be recirculating. Yeah, your, right? So, well, I okay, like the idea. So, that's already. one use of it. So, okay. the other use is, and then we'll go through it real quick. Yeah. The other use is I can hook it up to the outlet port of my pump. On when I'm transferring out of the wart, out of the, the wart out of the kettle. So like a hot back. A hot back, but sealed hot back. Yeah. Okay. The All other right. use is I can set it up as a Randall, and I can put it in a beer line. Oh right. Have you done that yet? I haven't yet. These are all just potentials, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, but when I designed it, I wanted all of those so things to be options. Did you weld this year's design? I'm asking no. a stupid question. Oh, you did? No. Okay. <laughs> now that I welded, I, I made the keg. I was, I forged I was thinking the same thing, and he could have welded He could have welded Okay. You, you know what? I'm a, I'm a pretty sloppy welder, and so I don't weld things that are after fermentation. Is this the hoppinator that's the being hoppinator. put in front of us? That's yeah, the hoppinator. So, well, it's just as you described it. It's got the clover clamp on top with the four-inch opening. And uh, you can just attach a regular, uh, you know, like like you'd find in any brewery, the hose with the clover yep. clamps to the one top. And, and then it's got one going out. And then I assume in the center there, you've got a whole uh, heap of hops. And and I can put, I, I, I put uh, two pounds of hops and seven barrels in my IPA. Okay. Or five pounds of hops per barrel, uh, uh, I'm sorry, two pounds per seven barrels in my IPA. Five pounds per seven barrels in my double IPA. Wow. So um, Chad, I can tell by the glisten in his eye, <laughs> wants to borrow that. Just a, it'll just take a week or so. We don't need it for very long. Uh, he can run a few uh, few batches of beer through it. That's so Chad, cool. can you pull the screen out for us? Doc, you got to like that. That's a pretty oh, nice little setup. And this could be used in a home brewery. I love things like that. It could that. be. You'd it's make, got, it's got one exit you'd make it out of like a water filter or something. Yeah. Well, if we used a Scotty instead of a full keg, it could right. be used in a home Instead brewery. of a Hummer. Yeah. Just use yeah. a two and a half gallon. Yeah. Oh, so, I see. There's so this screen. is the screen that makes it work. Which is just a, it's a reg, it's about uh, six, it's eight screen. inches. I don't know, it's about, this, it's kind of ch- chubby. Looks and, like a male chastity belt. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole screen. Yeah, yeah. And how much is, like, this? Yeah, what do they cost? Yeah. yeah. And where do you You know, I don't that? ask those questions. Yeah. I ask for permission to buy things. Where did you get that? I, I got it from Key Industrial, which is a local company, but they, they're made on the East Coast. Okay. So what it, would it, someone search for if they wanted to find a screen like that that fits essentially into uh, a corny tri-clover cake? Tri-clover gasket. Sock screen. gasket. Sock gasket. Sock. Yeah, they call them sock gasket. Okay. And they come in different sizes for the different uh, yeah, you can get inch tri-clovers. And a half. You can get like it, this long, but inch and a half, okay. which is fun at the bottom which, of an which aging Which most tank. home brewers use an inch and a half tri-clover. Yeah. 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 Okay. That, like that size. So we could find something like this and make ourselves a Scotty uh, hop back. Yeah, totally could. I would like that. All right, I, Colin, I wanted point. to back up for a second because the one question we got about all this was about your dry hopping. Okay. Uh, when you dry hop. People want to know about the temperature of your dry hop. And do you uh, dry hop cold at 55 or do you prefer up at your fermentation temperatures? Well, you know what? I do everything. So, and and I've got I've got a lot of batches of experience at all sorts of temperatures. Okay. And you do extract different flavors. If you take one variety of hop and you change its temperature that you're extracting dry hop essence from, um, it it changes the flavors. Okay. So it's something you have to choose. Um, my personal preference is I separate the yeast first because I don't like the mystery berry ester uh, flavor if I don't. I um, 
I do 68 in some of my beers. I do 55 in some of my beers, and I do 42 in some of my beers. And What's all, and all your of decision them, maker? Uh, recipe formulation. So the, the just just based B-U-G-U on experience. Thing. Yeah, it's just an experience thing. You, you, <laughs> you try it at all three, and you go, well, I like this one better. I see. So I, there's, I, no I, I, of, this, there's nothing that says, well, pale ale should be at 55 and IPA should be at... No, if, well, if I had to make rules of thumb, it would be based on hot variety and not on recipe. Some varieties, you just extract better things at different temperatures. Okay. Um, because you are really getting a different different set of chemicals out of different temperatures. Um, I didn't think you would because we're talking about such cold temperatures. Yeah. Um, the Sierra Nevada guys proved me wrong and actually were able to show me hard data uh, for Centennial... Um, why yeah. you did, and so I started playing with it. I consider myself the uh, the uh, uh, world's most successful pilot brewery, okay? Um, because we don't make anything that's not a pilot brew. That makes sense. <laughs> so, what temperature would you dry hop a Centennial dry hopped beer at? Uh, my Centennial, the 100% Centennial beer I do, I dry hop with 20 pounds of wet hops. Okay, um, and I do it at 68. And I actually recirculate it by falling the beer through the top of the fermenter. So it actually has, it has you know, contact all the way down by dropping into the top of the fermentation. Because okay. it's the only way to get the whole hops wet. Um, and I do that for seven days at 68 degrees. All right. Um, and it extracts a ton of tannins. So if tannins aren't your thing, that's not the Don't way to it. go. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am able to settle a lot of those tannins out later by fining, but it still tastes like like tea. Okay. Puckering. All right. Puckering. Yeah. Here's what I want to do. Uh, we've got some homebrewers beer in front of us. Uh, we, we do. We have uh, one of my local customers who I, I think is one of uh, my favorite Napa brewers, uh, mostly because he just loves hops. Okay. So he has 50 What's his hop- name? He has 50... Uh, oh, yeah, the... You've run out? No, no, they smell like... Uh, some of our sample glasses smell like sanitizer. What's it? What's the brewer's name? Uh, the brewer's name is Cameron. Cameron. I don't know his last name. I met Cameron earlier. Diaz, he, he, I think. He, it's he, Diaz, right? <laughs> he's a local yeah. firefighter and uh, makes makes uh, phenomenal beers. Okay. And, and I, I believe, if I got the bottles right, the one we're tasting is he came to, came to me and he said, well, what would you brew if you were home brewing? Yeah. And I said, oh, I don't know. This is what I'd brew. And I wrote down a quick recipe just off of the top of my head. And it okay. was... It was lots of hops, because I knew he liked lots of hops. All right. And I made up a recipe, and he's been refining it for now for probably a year and a half or two years. So this is his refined uh, Top of Collins Head IPA. That's what it is. It tastes to me, I did, I did take a sip, I skipped ahead a little bit just to uh, get a jump start on this segment, and uh, I do taste some wet hop flavor in there, so I'm wondering he if He only was... uses wet hops. He does, okay. He... Even uh, uh, for bittering or just for just at the end of his of his book? We should ask him. I, I have asked him, oh. and I've gotten two answers. You have? So the answer he gave us today was that he's using dry hops now. So pellets like uh, the rest pellets, of us. Okay. Um, for for bittering. bittering. Okay. And then he's using aroma, uh, he's using wet hops. He freezes his hops all year long, so he always has wet hops available. Um, and he's using a blend of, because he has 50 vines, he has a blend of all his varieties. Okay. And everything is built out of his varietal blend. Oh, right. I like that. Okay. Before we start talking opinions about this beer and whether or not you like it, although I'm going to go ahead and state right now that it's a fantastic beer. He's done a, <laughs> he's done a great job. But for the purposes of our, of our uh, subject today, yes. I want to talk about the balance of this beer. 
and I and, and I don't want to talk about what you would improve or not improve. I want to talk about what could be changed in terms of balance. So here we have an IPA. And it to me, it's got a nice malt backbone to it. But with its use of fresh hops, it's also got a, a pretty grassy, hoppy, perceived bitterness to it. So when we're talking about balance of, of this beer, what could we change in his recipe, not to make it better, but to alter it? So pick something. To make it sweeter, what would I do? Well, it depends what kind of sweetness you want. Okay. So the, the easy choice is, is uh, carapils. Um, if you grab some carapils, throw a little bit more carapils in it, what give it a little bit more body, and it'll give it a little bit more residual sugars, okay. and it'll improve the sweetness just a tiny bit. So percentage-wise, what's that, another 1%? Another of- 1% would make a difference that you would notice. Okay. Um, I like uh, dry, hoppy beers, so I don't know if that would be the direction I would head. And, and um, am I right that this is a fairly dry IPA? I mean, would we? Would you want this drier than no. it is right now? I no, wouldn't. you no. wouldn't. Uh, I, no. I think it's a, it's a good. The, the malt sweetness is there. Uh, it, the thing is, I, I get what you do with the grassiness from mm-hmm. from, from, the, from the hot from the, the hops. Um, it'd be a totally different beer if we used commercial hops that were dry. Yeah, and and we'd be be talking about a whole different thing. Sure. It, it, it's a good beer. It I mean, is a very really, nice really beer. Is. Yeah, he did a good. It's very clean. I like that it's dry. Yeah. So I don't mean that I would want it sweeter. I'm just trying to figure out what kind of what balance you do? Justin and okay, so, could do. Okay, so let's talk about some malts and some things that we have as choices. So one of the ways that we can we can improve sweetness is to increase our original gravity and just add base malt. Yeah. That that what that's going to do is increase our final gravity, which is going to add sweetness. Okay. The other thing we can do is take malts that have unfermentable sugars. Uh, Such as? Anything starting with Cara. Okay. Cara Vienne, Cara Munich, Cara Pils. Cara Pils, I, I think, imparts the least amount of flavors. So if I'm just trying to bump up my residual sugars, it bumps up my mouthfeel a little bit, and I'll use Cara Pils. Okay. And, and, and so I'll use the Cara uh, malts. Uh, in order to to adjust my balances, are I'm these looking- a staple in your brewery too, Doc? Um, it depends on what I'm brewing and what you were talking about before about being one percent. Yeah, you can easily go overboard on this, and then you won't have a dry IPA anymore. Right. If you did three percent or four percent, because oh, I got half a bag here, you just throw it in there. You're gonna you're gonna change the whole balance of it. You're trying to improve something, not overdo it. Yeah. And carapils is pretty easy to do, and it's not going to change the flavor a lot so much, as much as the perceived mouthfeel. Uh, but too much and the residual that. sugar as well. And it's residual sugar, it's going to be... It can be uh, real bad. It'll be more rounded, bigger beer yeah. in the bottom end of it, where uh, in, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really change the whole thing by, by going, like I said, overboard by 2 or 3%. Bump it up 1%. Carapils shouldn't be... Any more than you know, that, that it, it, it's single a, digit percentages. Okay. It, oh yeah, yeah. Way low, low, sing, single, low yeah. single digit. Yeah, low, like, low, I'm talking two, three. Yeah. Okay. In, in that range. Okay. You know, one of the interesting conversations I had about three weeks ago is uh, I was asking uh, Tasty McDole about uh, balancing his American uh, pale ale, and because uh, that's one of the recipes that I really like. I think that's one of the. 
this is one of the most brilliant recipes. Uh, we have we that have to available. taste here today too. Ta- uh, Tasty's APA. Yeah, I didn't get a, get to try it. Is I it gone? To. No, we have like eight bottles. We, oh. Chad brought. He sent a bunch. Two, four, six, nine bottles. That's a very you know. I don't. I'm not positive that balance is the word I would use with his APA. It has a balance. It, it does might have not a balance. <laughs> balance, but it's not balanced. Well, no, no, you're right. and that, and and I that's, guess that's what we're talking and about. That's what we're talking yeah. about. We're not talking about that. There's a right and a wrong balance. There's a <laughs> so balance there's a that balance. we get to choose. Sure. And what that means is we have contrasting flavors yeah. that we get to compare and we get to adjust with each other. Yeah. And but we can either bring them both up. We can bring one up. We can take them both down. Right. Those are our options, and and that makes a huge difference in the flavors that we've got. But isn't that really saying like uh, like uh, you all get a ribbon for participating, kind of a thing? No, <laughs> it's, it isn't it, because there's no. no one way. It's it's like it's like when you, you know when you go out for your first t-ball game and you win the game and everybody gets a ribbon. It doesn't mean as much because and it didn't even look like baseball. Yeah, because everybody does the same thing. But if you have a right and a wrong. Well, uh, be- so, w- w- so. because because you're looking within a style guideline. So obviously, if you're unbalanced outside of that style, then it's no longer, it doesn't have the proper bounds, and there is a wrong. Okay, so you're so, saying there's so. a right and a wrong within a certain limit of being wrong, right? <laughs> uh, what what I'm saying is, is is once you get outside of that, you're outside of style space, right? And there are beers that are great that are outside of style space. Okay, and, well, and you're not that's not where I agree with Colin. Right, but you're that, not talking style because there. I no, think there's two schools no, of thought on this subject: one in style, one out. No, I agree. They're, they're, I think that Colin the, agrees. A beer has a balance. Right, is different than saying it has to be in style or out of style. So, sure. Tasty's beer, the 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 APA, in my opinion, is. Uh, is out of style. It's a little too hoppy. It's a little too here and there. Well, but it, it has, it, but it has a balance. That's his signature. It makes you lo- like it's a great beer. I, and that's I, now that's that to I'm me saying. is the final word. Where does it have a balance? Well, I don't. Know. Do you appreciate the beer? Yes. Then it has a balance. Well, who are and, you to and, say and it's wrong? I'm, and, I'm the guy. That's if, it. If, if, <laughs> I were, if I were trying to recreate his beer, yeah, I would have to strike the same balances that he did. You'd have to swallow him. And <laughs> I would. And and you know what? That's if, hard to if do. there was a beer yeah. I was looking to recreate. Yeah, that one. I, I, agree I really you. like that beer, and and he's you not know here. What? You don't have to it, like it that much. If it became, <laughs> if if a hundred breweries started making beers that were balanced like his beer is, yes, we would have to make a new style. I couldn't agree with you more. Yes, it would because then become a normal balance, and we would yeah. call it an imperial pale ale. Or yeah. We would call it a, we would call it something. Or we would, would call it JP's tasty, wrong about everything. Pale ale. We would call it a tasty. Colin pale ale. said I was right. <laughs> I know, but I would call it that. a West Coast tasty. Well, that's why you have horrible names like yes. Justin. Oh, yeah. whatever. Yes. All right. Anything else that you could adjust to the balance of this beer? Because we've got some other listener beers we're going to try well, today. There's always perceived balance, too. It's not where you just start adjusting the ingredients as much as uh, the malt or, or the hops. Uh, you, you can start messing with alcohol content. You can start messing with uh, when you put the hops in. There's so many variables here, and it, 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 it may not change the IBUs much, but it's going to change... Your perception of what you're tasting. Right. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about another balance that we strike. And this is one, you know, I, I picked a list of, of six or seven balances that I thought were important to me and uh, emailed them to Doc, and Doc bounced the, one of the most obvious ones that I didn't even think of right back, Wait, which is height? mouthfeel and carbonation. 
what what a f- fundamental balance that is. I take it for granted because I'm setting carbonation levels every day. But if you can't set the dextrin levels and the the carbonation levels to balance, yeah. then you're not going to get a beer that tastes in style. All right, let's talk about carbonation and balance when we come back. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to take care of some sponsors. Everyone's going to grab themselves a beer. We're going to pour ourselves another listener beer also because we've got a few listeners who've come out here to Downtown Joe's to join us. Is it 12 I o'clock? always appreciate. I'm pretty sure it must be almost 12 o'clock according to Colin's <laughs> rules. And when we come back, we'll talk about balancing your beer also with carbonation because as we've talked about so far, it does add certain things to the beer. So hang in there. It's the session live from Downtown Joe's in Napa. Come out now and join us, or at least come see them during NHC when you're out here. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Okay, I rolled a 15 and I get a plus 2 from my yeast starter. Nope, sorry, you failed your roll. Your beer is infected. No way! You had to beat a 24. It's schizosaccharomyces. This sucks! I just failed versus oxidation! Our party is fracked! Doug's the only one left and his beer is a Berliner Weiss! What's this? A tea party? Hey, this is a brew session, man. Get lost! Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Does your significant other know the difference between an Irish red ale and a Flanders red ale? Do you burp, strizzle, spalt, and fart Y-Yeast 2308? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the socially awkward Patters beer and the sci-fi convention showstopper number eight make 10th level at northernbrewer.com you're listening to the brewing network because like beer radio shouldn't suck Welcome back to the program, everybody. We're still live from downtown Joe's, hanging out with Colin Kaminsky, the brewmaster down here. He's taking yeah. great care of us. Yeah. 
Everybody here is taking really good care of us. Oh, yeah, it's a great place. It's always a good time when we come down here. We're going to be back in a couple months, actually. It's, uh, you can tell me that. We're going to... Uh... <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Such a diva. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, you always spring this crap on me, right? The last minute. Oh, by the way, the last we're, we're, we're driving 200 miles and you got to be... couple months. <laughs> and he goes, everything at the last minute. No, no, you wouldn't have told me. If you, I wouldn't have heard it there. You wouldn't have told me to like the week before. Oh, by Diva. the way. Diva. We're, so, basically, we're driving 200 miles and you're going to be in the back of the van. Basically, Scott, you just kind of uh, chewed him out for saying, if I did, if you didn't tell me then, <laughs> then you wouldn't I, have told me until it was too late. Yeah. But you told no, me, you but see, I'll pretend you didn't tell me. No, usually he usually doesn't it. tell me until right at the last minute. Colin, by the way, is hey. still reading over Doc's rider uh, for showing up here. He's still like handing out the mini sandwiches that Doc requested, <laughs> and yeah. the I want eight teacups, extra with bleach, my napkins. Yeah. Uh, please have somebody polish my forks. All of the things that Doc sent hey. in advance. Uh, There's just polish your Anytime, anytime. Says the tattooed girl. The tattooed girl just offered to polish our forks. La- nice. Lala is uh, what makes Bill Coe's famous. Lala deserves to make people famous. Yeah, uh, Lala is. Uh, oh, yeah. Lala is uh, the most likely person to serve me a beer in the world. Is that code? Right? Is that code for something? Yeah, I don't know what that means, but uh, that's good. No, no, she uh, she's a nighttime bartender over at Bill Coe's, and when I'm done here, oh, I um, see. If if I don't, uh, if she's I don't, most likely to give if, you a beer because it's because you're done here. Because I'm done here, and if I stay here, I have to work. And because there's only two great bars in Napa, and it's yours yeah. and Bilko's. Fans of our CBS if show will recognize beer, Bilko's. there's two bars in Napa. Yeah. I said it. You don't have to come. You don't have to feel bad. I'm the one. Well, no, there's other bars. If, if you like to get really, uh, like, drunk and stupid and find white drugs, yeah. there's other bars. Oh, good. <laughs> find what? Yeah, give us that list when <laughs> you're done. Find what? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, you know, we spoke to Brett from Bill Coe's. He was on our FM show when we had it on CBS oh, uh, Bill a while back. Yes. Yeah. All right. Here's what we've got. we got another homebrew in front what of us. What do we got? And this is from uh, our good friend Carlo. Carlo. Carlo uh, hangs Hop. out with us every time we come to Downtown Joe's, which yeah, I enjoy. It's the only time I get to see him. He comes down. He brings us beer every time he does. He's wearing, by the way, the first edition. Yes. He's, he's wearing Brewing Network 1.0. It's a collector's and, item. Uh, Why are you wearing it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that if it's be a collector's that item should be an archive. Somewhere. <laughs> let me let me see the back, Carlo. Is it even a real circle? He just wanted to check you out. You got one of the. No, it's not. It's like an oblong circle. Yeah. I couldn't even get the the printer to do a, a circle of our logo. You know, actually, Carlo, if you can take your shirt off so we can look at it closely, <laughs> then that would be great, right? Yeah. See everybody. Take it all off, Carlo. <laughs> Sam's in the background clapping. I didn't tell anybody yet, but the Woods came down to hang out. Where are they? Too. They're in the back there. Where's Kim? We have They're Wood. Chilling. And the woods, I, the woods are the one that brought you a gift that I have to give you. Oh. I, I started talking about the Hoppinator with a customer, and I uh, ended up losing track of a beer somebody was trying to hand me. No. Oh. Um, Whoever that person is, I'd love to try it. Bring right? the beer back up. Yeah, bring the beer back. I, All right. I was yeah. looking for a glass. Like, We've got Carlo's beer in front of yeah, us. Yeah, And do. Carlo always brings us beer. He didn't know we were going to do this on the air. He just brought it to share the beer. And then I told him, well, we're just going to do it in the microphone if you don't mind. Because uh, uh, we had just do a few what? listeners bring us uh, their you beer. So. do it. Between the two, yeah. yeah, there's Simcoe in there. You're right. Why? Is there, is, there, is there Tomahawk as well? Antium? Is just Simcoe? Antium. 
Tanum? Is that that? Here, Carlo, I've never even heard of that. A Tanum. A I've never heard of that that uh, hop before. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I get the Simcoe. The Simcoe. Yeah. Simcoe's strong. It, it comes is. real strong. It, 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 it's a, a hop I love and hate at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Simcoe, I've had some pretty plasticky uh, tasting beers with the Simcoe. They get that weird plastic hop it, flavor. If it's not done perfectly, yeah. and, and Vinny does it perfectly, he uses so much Simcoe, I, I don't know how he uses it. If it's not done perfectly, I get skunk. Okay. And, and so when I use it, I use it really sparingly, and I use it at the end of boil. I don't use it dry hopping. What did you use it as in this beer, Carla? Uh, I mostly bittered with it, only uh, sparingly, like an ounce, whereas the others I was using quite a bit more. You know, I use a lot more Cascade and a lot more Atanum in it, because that's what I had. I hoarded hops about a year ago. <laughs> a good so, thing to do a year ago. Right. So I <laughs> Don't had, do it anymore. You know, there's, there's no pl- reason to hoard hops plenty. now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, Doc, in terms of balance, if we were using your equation and your, and your ratio for this beer, I would call this a little uh, maltier than, yes. I would, than I would hoppy in terms that's of that why balance. I like, that's why I like it. Yeah, it makes, it's, it's nice. This has a, a great balance of, of sweetness and bitterness. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big hoppy fan at all. You know that yeah. pretty well. And, and I, there's, there's a few IPAs and, and things right. out there that I really like. And they usually have a much uh, higher malt profile to them. And it, get, it gives them more of a roundness to me. And I don't have oh, beer and then dry hops in, in my palate. Yeah. And, that, and this is what's great about this one. It's round. Okay. It's got a lot of malt to it. And then it finishes really nice with uh, the same amount of hops I, I would profile that I would think that an IPA should have. So what can you tell us about the grain bill, Carlo, to, that you got uh, this balance? It's actually real minimal, um, just straight two-row, um, a little bit of carapils, and C20 I put in there. Um, that was about it. Starting what, gravity? what was the middle hop edition? Uh, well, I wish I'd have brought my recipe. I know better. <laughs> I listen to the show all the time. Yeah. Uh, but I think the middle, what I was putting in there was the atanum. I'd never used it before, so I didn't know what to expect. Do you remember about how much? I think I went one ounce. It's a 10-gallon batch, uh, 1060 OG, and then I dry hopped with another ounce of it Uh, because I had some of the the Cascade left over. You know, I love the dry hop character. Uh, The middle flavor to me is just a little bit light, and it, it, it tastes, to me... It's more like a pale ale. Yeah, well, that's jerk. what I was shooting for. But at 1060, it's kind of at the high it's end of a pale ale. It could almost be an IPA, but it I didn't almost. want it to be too bitter. Yeah, a little more, a little bit if, more. If I was making this into a, an IPA, I would just add more middle hops, right. and call it good. I would. <laughs> and yeah, and and, and yeah. IPA. And and me. right. Yeah. And 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 if I was making a pale ale, I think I'd lower the gravity just a little bit. Okay. Uh, what were your IBUs on that? I think it came out to 50. Okay. It was about 50. So, uh, to, me, to, to me, it's <laughs> Doc all... Doc just told me to do the math. Yeah. And then he looked at you like, no, really, do yeah. it. He told me to flap my arms and fly. You get the same result. <laughs> Run for Congress. <laughs> uh, to me, it's all, it's all flavor hop. Yeah. I don't I get a lot of bitter. It's, I think it, it's, it's dry, and so maybe there's a perceived kind of bitterness. Yeah. But to, for me, it's all flavor hop, and I think it's great. See, I think the flavor in there is fantastic. To me, it's all aromas. I feel like we're on America's Next Top Model right now, or yeah. like America's Got Talent <laughs> or whatever. It's fantastic. It's so yeah. mid-range. It's beautiful. <laughs> it, but, to, 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 me, to me, it's more aroma than flavor. Flavor, and I, I, I when I when, when when I look at when I look at aroma hops or when I look at flavor hops, what I'm thinking of is if I break open a tree, that smell I get. 
Yeah. Right. That is that 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 is the the thirty minute edition. You are right. such a hippie. Okay. Um, if I, if How many I, trees are you breaking open? Well, on planet. Well, you know what? I, I grew up where there were trees. I didn't see so just in a freaking city. Oh, what am I going to do? I, I I'm going to go break a tree from my <laughs> brute strength. You just beat your head against a tree till it breaks. It was Earth the, the, Day. The, the, okay, so the chemical is terpenes. You you pull terpenes out in the middle edition, and the the, the terpenes taste like tar, and. And terpenes are also what you smell if you break open a tree. And, and I really like the flavor of terpenes. One of the balances that I like is striking alcohol to terpene level. Mm. And that's middle hop addition to alcohol. And, and um, it's one of the things I think is really important because I think it's important to hide your alcohol. Yeah, I agree. And one of the ways of doing that is adding more middle hops. Okay. Now, you're a Brian Hunt Friend. I am. You know him. He used to be here. I and protege. 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 Okay. Well, years years ago, talking with Brian, it was interesting. He's a big thirty minute guy because I was asking him about his IPA, and I remember him saying, 30 minutes, thirty minutes. You're getting a lot of the oil at thirty minutes. Yeah. And that's what gets you high. He always would say. He does <laughs> like to talk about his beer that way. By the way, I just want to point out to anybody who's never met Brian Hunt. Yeah. Well, he wants to talk about the characteristics of his beer that gets you high. You know, yeah. if, you, if you've yeah. been if you've been to the back of his delivery truck. Yeah. <laughs> I see. So, 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 so yeah. he's delivering, he's delivering candy, it in a mini pickup, yeah. right? With, yeah. a, with right. a camper shell. Meet me in the and, back. And, and and he's and he's delivering like twenty four hundred kegs a year yeah. by himself in right? this mini truck. In this mini mini pickup truck. And he and he shows up and he says, Hey, would you like some tea? Yeah. Yeah, Brian, let me let me try some of your tea. It's like, okay, well which one do you want? Do you want Centennial? Do you want Columbus or do you want Cascade? Wow. Well, I don't know. Well, let me try the Cascade tea. <laughs> Will it give and, you high? And, and, and it'll give it to yeah. you. How and you'll you be know? sleepy for like Whatever. twenty minutes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. And then twenty minutes later you're like fine. I was like, wow, that was interesting. Yeah, he gave me his uh, he had his wet hot beer on tap in San Francisco once and I he happened to be there the first night they were pouring it and I was tasting it. And I told him, hey, I'm going to go have your wet hot beer right now. I came here just to try it. And uh, the only thing he said to me, he's like, I want you to, I, I don't know if I can stay. But even if I leave, I just, I want you to report back to me how it made you feel. <laughs> like, how did that wet hot beer make you feel? <laughs> he's very much about the, you know, the other effects of a beer. And hops, for that matter. Well, well you can imagine, though, you know, you're, you're delivering 2,400 kegs a year. Yeah. Right? You're a one-man brewery. You you're driving all over the beer by yourself. You're not allowed to like get trashed at every stop, right? So you make hop tea. You're, you're doing a lot of thinking on the road. <laughs> yeah, he's thinking a lot about that but, beer. You know, so, you, so you make hop tea because they can't test for that. Yeah. <laughs> but Justin, you have an online store. Yeah. In the back of his pickup, he's got T-shirts. I bought this young lady here is wearing a Moonlight shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. I bought Woo! that shirt for my wife out of the back of his pickup and a little tap handle. <laughs> yeah. Hysterical. If he wears a trench coat, it's full of watches <laughs> inside. A bunch right. of moonlight watches. I love that guy. guy he Real is a guy. great guy. Yeah. He's a sweetheart. I call him the Dumbledore of brewing. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good dude. JP's the only one who gets that reference. He loves Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, it's from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? <laughs> um, Bevo has a question in the chat. All right. Okay, I'm going to read it. Shut up. Uh, can you ask if the plastic flavor from the Simcoe appears in the hops? is put in like at 30 
or 15 minutes or if it's the hops to produce this flavor no matter what. Okay, this is a good question because if you have... Simcoe is just such an interesting hop to use and, and I agree with Colin that I've had beers that are so good with it. You know, Vinny's beers and there was a there was a whole single hop beer competition a couple years ago that Roger, when he was at Drake's, put on and it was Simcoe was their hop. And half of those beers just tasted like plastic to me and the other half tasted really great like like Carlos beer here. So what is do you, do you know the answer to that Colin or Doc is 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 the plastic a characteristic of Simcoe or it's a characteristic of how you use Simcoe? You know, I don't know the answer because that's not a character I pulled out of it. The character I pull out of it that I dislike is skunk. And and I love the way the bag smells when I open it up. Um, I, I, I find if I air it out for a couple of days before I use it, I like it better. Okay. Um, I've heard some, that, too, if you air out the bag. Yeah, there's right. something, something volatile that flashes off fast. All right. The Brewer's I, I like Code, is, that, is my beer skunky? Do you think, does it have a skunk no. to it? No, not, I don't think so. Not, no. not light struck. Right, not, but I do not, think that your beer. Talking about from the Simcoe. I do think that your I, beer I is knew, borderline I plastic. I knew it was Simcoe because yeah. of that flavor. Right, and I would say it's. I would say it's pleasant. Okay. It's not overpowering, and and I've had it the other way around, where it's overpowering and not pleasant. Right, and you know what? I think I agree with you. And that guy in the chat. See, I did almost a full Simcoe dry hop, and that rubber thing. I think it was yeah. rubber. Is that what you said? Yeah. Like a plastic. And I, I think that that's very real. I think I got that once before. That's why I was more restrained in using it. I, I, I like using Simcoe at 30 minutes, and I like using it at 60 minutes. Okay. And, and that's normally not me. Right. Normally I take the oiliest hops you've ever found, and I use them as dry hops. Yeah. You know, that's, that's more my style. But Simcoe hasn't worked that way for me. And it's one of the few hops that doesn't. Uh, Tomahawk is another one that doesn't work that way for me. You know, and they, they say that, that Centennial or Columbus Tomahawk and Zeus are legally all the same variety. Right. I don't think they are. And right now I can only buy CTZ and I can't buy Columbus. And it's really affected some of my recipes and I've had to modify them. Oh, really, yeah. I have an answer that I, I asked a plastic question to a couple of professional brewers who make a lot of hoppy beers. And Which I'd love to hear, actually. Yeah. You've, all, you've had their beers. We've mentioned a couple of them tonight. They're, they're guys that you would go to and ask this question to. And I was drinking their beer and decided to ask them why it tasted like plastic. And they were not ecstatic that I was asking the question, <laughs> but they couldn't deny that they what I was tasting too. was plastic. Yeah. And it wasn't about Simcoe, it was a hop flavor in general. And, and what they told me was that the, that the fresher the beer, the more likely you are to taste a plastic hop character. And that over a little bit of time, and not very much, because they still want their hoppy beers to be fresh so that they taste hoppy and, and green. But over a short period of time, the plastic will drop out. So they were kind of saying to me that the, the, the fresher, the more plasticky the beer tastes, the closer it is to coming out of the fermenter and, and, and their dry hopping technique. Now, whether or not they were telling me that because I was tasting it at the brewery and they wanted a nice excuse for why their beer tasted plasticky, or they really, you know, genuinely answered the fact that they felt that they could taste it as well and that it will fade away, I can't answer you. Okay, I, that's so, just what they told me. Well, let's think of what class of chemicals we would describe as plasticky. That would be polyphenols. Yeah. 
And let's think about what happens to polyphenols. They, in, in the course of aging, they bind to proteins. They settle to the bottom of the ferment. Excellent. So it would be very normal for those flavors to age out. As, as the beer clears? As the beer clears. That they would drop as yeah. well. That they would drop as well. Now, if we wanted to add silica, we could drop those faster. Yeah. So maybe one of the reasons why that's not a, a concern for me or something that I, even though I'm playing with those hops as well, yeah, um, is because I'm using silica, which settles polyphenols out just instantly. Yeah. In eight hours, I'm getting I'm getting three weeks worth of settling. Interesting. So, maybe you know, perhaps that's why it's something that that to me just isn't really on my radar. Something yeah. I don't think about. See, it it wasn't when I was nothing but a hophead. It wasn't on my radar either because I didn't care it, it, plasticky whatever as long as it had that green bud hoppy <laughs> nice fresh flavor to it I yeah. loved it I thought it was great but the less of a hop head I became the more apparent plastic and off hop flavors became to me and I didn't and I stopped enjoying super hoppy beers because, because and, of it and did you find it in the tantric tonight I did not but I do find it a little bit in Carlos. Carlos is borderline plasticky. Now, it, it still has enough fresh hop flavor to me that it's a very enjoyable, enjoyable and I mean that. Yeah, uh, no, but I can taste the plastic hop flavor in your a beer. A little bit, and yeah. I think that's what that might be. I mean, yeah, you know, I, you think we're, I, think, I think what I'm calling skunky and what you're calling plasticky and, and what the Maybe forum is the calling same. rubbery yeah. Yeah. Uh, might be all the same Could flavor. Same thing. I think are, you're probably Played with uh, any kind of fining agents? Yeah, I, everything hit, it goes with gelatin. I go okay. bright tanks, right, like okay. I learned from you, and right. just using gelatin, getting it all out. And, but you're not using any silica? Silica does any... a whole different thing than the gelatin. It's the other other side of the... the other side. Yeah. Oh, okay. So one, one does pluses, one does minuses. Got it, got it. So blending them together, silica and gelatin, oh, really? uh, is a really good blend. Okay. And especially, I, consider you might not want to use it in every one of your beers, but... Try it on this one. Sure. Very good. Well, thanks, you I, guys. Carl, thanks I, very much for sharing your beer with us. I, I, putting it on the air. Very sure. nice. That was fun. Carlo, I, I, I use uh, uh, Polyclar, okay. which is a proprietary uh, uh, blend of silica and some other chemicals. It's PVPP and silica. Where do you use that? In what um, process? I, I use it in any beer I dry hop. No, but but where, where would he point? use it in the process? Like you you use it anywhere you were finding. In your bright tank. Maybe in place of gelatin? No. no Include it. Yeah, oh, you, you, you add it together. Okay. I actually got some from Homer at the Oak Barrel. Nice. Uh, so I just haven't used it. Yeah. Yeah, but I it, should mix them together. Huh? If you ever want some for me, just ask me and I'll give you. You know, the, the, the amount that would take you a year to use, I use in every batch. So, okay. yeah, yeah. So if you ever want some, just ask me for it. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate so, it. Thank you for the good beer. Yeah, thanks, it. Carlo. Right, guys. I appreciate it. Carlo, did you do well? Just last question. Did you do well in competitions this year? I know you enter a lot. Uh, my stout is going to the second round. All right. But, That's what uh, I wanted to hear. Very nice. Carlo, I see you have more beer there. Can I have some more? <laughs> All right. Yeah, seriously. So we're still talking about balance. You can join Bevo in the chat room. Just hit the chat now button if you've got any questions about how to better balance your beers. JP has just tons of questions. I do. Let me get all my papers out. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. The question I have about balance. (laughs) It's like being in fourth grade. What's nine times two? Nine Nine times times two two is... Would require a lot of work. And to show that work, I will attempt to solve the problem of what nine times two is. (laughs) Eighteen. Thank you. 
Um, you know, I, I was kind of serious in the beginning uh, about uh, esters from uh, from yeast production and 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 what are we talking about? Balance. And, you know, putting in your beer. So if you want to ferment, if you're fermenting your, your uh, English ale at, you know, 72 or whatever, how would you build a beer around that? I would imagine it's just getting used to the flavors of that yeast and kind of a low-flavor beer. Well, uh, um, okay, and so then, let, let And then see what malts match that and kind of, you know, if you have a house yeast, I know a lot of homebrewers, you know, so some homebrewers do. Um, it, it, how, how would you, how would you describe what esters taste like in general? Uh, fruity, like fruity. Okay, so, so do you associate fruity with sweet or bitter? Sweet. Okay, so my experience is or bitter depends it, on what it, you know. <laughs> sweet. Any time that I sweet. add esters to beer, I find that my perception is is that it's a little sweeter than the final gravity would really give me. Or the right. Okay, so so there's some numbers that we calculate when we're brewing. We calculate the. The apparent degree of fermentation, which is final gravity, but a more a better number is the real degree of fermentation. If we're calculating the real degree of fermentation, then then that seems to get offset to me by esters. So if I'm comparing my IBUs to my real degree of fermentation, okay. that that seems to get offset by esters, and I can grab esters by adding hops. Almost at the end of fermentation, I can get them by by fermenting warm. Um, there's all sorts of ways I can grab esters, um, and doing that adds sweetness. One of the things Sierra Nevada and and they were doing me a really big favor when they told me this 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 top secret thing out of the brewery. Oh, beer information. Yeah. Um, was they they were uh, starting to dry hop with a little bit of residual sugars because they were able to save some hops. They didn't have to use as much hop to get dry hop character. There's a little bit of sugar left in the fermenters when they were dry hopping. And I immediately recognized the problem that I'd been fighting for a year, is that in my double IPA, that if I fer- if I'd put any hops in until it was absolutely dry, 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 I had this mystery berry flavor. Okay. And, and we identified it as an ester that they were trying to produce in order to make it taste more hoppy. And I was trying not to produce to make my double IPA taste dry. too sweet. Right. I was, trying to, make to, it dry, I, I was trying to dry my beer out. And I couldn't dry it out because I was dry hopping too, too soon. Early. Too soon, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm in a hurry, you know, I'm in a production environment. Yeah. And 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 we we took the same piece of information and used it to make exactly the opposite decisions in our brewery. I see. So, JP? Yes, sir. Does that answer your question? A little bit, yeah. I mean, basically, it's uh, uh, yes, you can yeah. build your beer around. It just depends on at what stage you choose. And, and you know, and I should have known, because asking a guy like Colin some random, you know, general question, like, can you brew with the ester? Uh, you know, he's going to break it down into, well, yeah. it de- it's al- he's almost like Chris White. Well, it depends <laughs> yeah. on what point and That's what kind that you I want. The difference is, is I have no secrets. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and if, you're, if your atomic clock is set to the appropriate geo atmospheric conditions of Utah. I mean, yeah. I have no idea what you thought. Usually, and also, I'm not afraid of being wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong all the time. No, but... but they but, call me often wrong, Colin. Often wrong. <laughs> I usually ask Colin a question, 
set out the MP3 recorder and go get a beer. Go, go to sleep, come <laughs> back. Is, is generally what I do. Yeah. And really, because I don't get it anyway, I should be asking questions for Chad, because Chad will get it. Yeah. He just doesn't ask anything. Well, you should hear conversations between him and Shay. You know, Shay, we had on a couple months ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, they, right. they both give you Listeners all the information. At home, at I, all, I promise it. never to put Colin and Shay together on the same program. <laughs> I won't do that to you. Yeah. I've Even Doc I've, knows that I mean it. Doc will understand what they're saying, and I've, he doesn't want to hear it. I've yeah. seen him run. <laughs> they just go because they give you all the information. Yeah. And, and, and it's, like they, Who is Shay? it's like they're learning from each other. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, I need his phone that. number. <laughs> do you not know Shay Comfort, Doc's friend Shay Comfort? Oh, he knows him very well. Yeah. You know oh, Shay. Oh, Shay, Shay the, from the, the wine maker. The wine. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, he knows him. Oh, yeah, I, I worked next yeah. to Shay for years. Oh, good Lord. I'm surprised anything got done besides figuring out the secret to life. Yeah. Uh, we do know the secrets of life. We're not telling anyone. Yeah, you got it. I learned it from Sierra Nevada. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our last break, and we're going to come back, and we're, we're going to wrap things up. We've got some things to give away. Uh, any any last questions about balance or last uh, roundups that anybody wants to give to to really uh, tell the homebrewers you know, how they can start and how they can finish uh, with trying to get some balance in their beers? We're going to do that when we come back. Am I missing something, Doc? I'm hoping that the next thing we talk about is sulfate to chloride ratio. Yes, we well, we we Colin, Colin and I have been talking about. You guys this. Are, are chomping at the bit for that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Sulfate to chloride ratio. Yes, that's a balance as well. It's a, that's a wonderful balance. It's, it's a water ionization. Okay, ion and you get thing. to play with it's it great. after you're done after, brewing. So after you're done, so you, it's easy. you can have your glass of beer there and put drops of this and drops of that. Say, oh, you can. Whoa! Yeah. All right. So we'll if you run it. out of Nyquil, you can just you know <laughs> listen, listen to the last part of the segment. show. Yeah. No, it'll be great. So of course it will. To nitrate. Chloride. 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 Like I'm looking at JP to help me with this. <laughs> yeah. Which is where you're going What's wrong. What's wrong with me? All right, you're listening to the session. We're live from downtown Joe's, and uh, we're going to be here all night. We've got a couple more things to do yeah, we when are. we come back, uh, including some giveaways. So stick with us. Great. The session, live with Colin at downtown Joe's. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Look at you, brewing on this fine summer day. Sun's out, the kids are having fun, and I just got my shipment for more beer. But aren't you going to run into temp control issues with your ferment? Those yeast are going to fry. Normally I would, but this is temperature control month at More Beer, and they're having a huge sale on all sorts of products to help me keep my beer cool while the yeast do their thing. Really? Yeah, like these things here. With this stopper thermal well, this firm wrap carboy heater, and this temp controller for that old fridge over there, I can keep my beer at exactly the temp I want when I want. No more high ferments, no more unhappy yeast. Man, I gotta check this stuff out. You better hurry. The sale is only for this month. Well, alrighty. Point me to your computer. And kegerator. I'm thirsty. Right over there. With May is temperature control month at More Beer. Come join them for huge savings on things that you need to make beer this summer. Visit morebeer.com and click on the picture of Regan keeping cool in a swimming pool. Temperature control month only at Beer Beer and More Beer. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Beer Network.
program, everybody. We're still live from Downtown Joe's. And, you know, I don't have to tell you folks that are here at Downtown Joe's. There's all sorts of uh, brewing celebrities hanging out here. Let me give you an example. Like I me. Just, uh, let me give you an example. <laughs> oh. A better example. Yeah. <laughs> Let me give you an example of real celebrities. Bevo wants it to be her, but no. I just I just met Gigglepuss. Uh, I like uh, Bevo. From the show. Remember, just a couple shows ago. Don't. Yeah. You guys are dicks. <laughs> uh, just a couple shows ago, Gigglepuss was on the program. Called Hi, Gigglepuss. And uh, she just came up and introduced herself oh. to me. Um, Mrs. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Wood is here. She just crushed my pelvis. Too. Yeah, uh, she's just, hanging out. There's all sorts of uh, Brewing Network celebrities. <laughs> Didn't I realized that I had to. You did. Yes. Nice. So I'm um, going to have to have a powwow with the staff and say, guys, when I mention a listener on the program, you talk about how famous she is. I didn't know who you, I forgot who you were talking about. That was good. Notice you haven't seen Schumann in a while? I haven't seen Schumann. He, is he giving somebody the tour? My, my, one, one of my hostesses is missing. My, yeah, Colin Kaminsky, let me give you a little <laughs> rundown right? right now. Schumann's move is the tour. And whether it's his house or somebody else's house or your brewery, he will, uh, he'll scope out the one person who needs the tour the most. And he'll go, hey, have you have you seen the place? You deserve a tour. And then he walks them around. And there is some obscure corner of whatever place is being toured where you will find Schumann, Schumanning. Okay, so well, my niece is here. <laughs> oh, well, she was. Do you see her now? She's. I think she's on the Schumann tour. And I don't see Schumann. Schumann is off with JP's niece. No, they're, they're at the bar right there. On the tour. Yeah. But uh, so, so when I first started working here, this woman comes up to me and she says, Oh, do you give brewery tours? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course I do. You know, and I'm, I'm new here. Look where Colin's hands are. I'm really proud of the brewery, so so I'm, I'm trying to give her the best tour I can. All right. We get all the way into the aging cellar. We get to the end of the aging cellar. We've talked about the whole brewing process. You know, I'm thinking, okay, we've had a good tour. Yeah. She gives me, like, like the hors d'oeuvre you didn't order. You know, the, the, the kiss of a lifetime, right? Really? And, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were looking for that tour. <laughs> I wanted the tour I, of I, Colin. I, I actually, yeah. I actually thought you were uh, interested in brewing. Actually, yeah. the brew, a brew groupie. <laughs> so yeah, that whole time, you're telling her everything about the brewery. She could give a shit. She's looking at your face, going, She's looking for that dark corn. Are we done already? She, she was the lonely nurse that works graveyard shift. I yeah. love was shooting in drag. <laughs> That's great. Where is Schumann? You never know with that kid. What a mess. What a, what a mess. What a mess of a kid he is. He'll be back at Planned Parenthood is. by tomorrow figuring out what that bump is. <laughs> Again. All right. So here's what we're going to do. It's our last segment of the program, and we got a lot to get accomplished on uh, this segment. We're going to talk about the sulfate to chloride balance in a beer. And uh, this is very important, uh, so I'm told. Uh, to <laughs> we're excited out. about it. We are. Uh, Doc a- and Colin, you know, they, they kind of sat together about this topic, and, and we tried to figure out what we could and could not cover. And, and really, there's a lot of uh, different chemical balances that we'll try to set up another show with Colin but you know there's different things like malt and acid balance and there's alcohol and middle hop balance which is something that Colin kind of brushed up on with Carlos beers Um, of course there's middle hop and aroma hop balance there's spicy hop compared to your your citrus citrus flavors there's all these balances in your beer that we didn't get to talk about that we're going to set up other shows when when we've got the studio uh, quietness and concentration to deal with (laughs) Yeah. But one thing that these two guys really did want to cover for you was sulfate to chloride balance. And I don't even know where to begin with this, guys. Where Where is this in the beer? Well, okay, so 
the the flavor descriptors I hear are crisp and round. Yes. So if you think of a round beer like a Guinness, then that's a high chloride beer. If you think of a crisp beer like a Sierra Nevada or a Bass, or a Bass yeah. that's a sulfate beer. Now the sulfate to chloride ratio is really important. If you do like I do and you calculate in parts per million, um, PPMs. Yeah, PPM. Thank you. That was for um, my sake, everybody. <laughs> if, if you calculate in PPM, yeah. then any ratio from one to one to one to nine is useful. Yes. And and I find that that dark beers, um, I love doing around one to one, two to one, and my driest, crispest. The, the beer that I want to leave you thirsty with, I can run at 7 to 1 to 9 to 1. And, and, and That's more sulfate, less chloride. Yeah, lots of sulfate, no chloride. So if, if you're looking at uh, beer profiles, sulfate's going to give you a much more dry beer. It's going to make your hops pop. That's right. It makes the hot bitterness. You know, some people say harsh. Yes. Um, it, to a point, it can get harsh. So okay. Some 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 people say crisp or even mineral. So there's that minerally. fine line or minerally. Minerally, it'll, it'll, that, it'll that come was through. a good descriptor you gave me of one of my beers once. Yeah. I'll have you taste that tonight. Okay. Actually. Good. And uh, the other side of the coin is the chloride. If you want something rounder, something softer, some people say sweeter. I want something rounder and softer. Yeah, do you get your hand off my back? Yeah, about one forty, <laughs> about one forty-five. End of the bar, yeah. you'll do fine. Yeah. <laughs> what? So, um, what we what we can do is you can either add one or the other. Of course, you can't add just sulfate. You can't add just chloride. Okay. And as Colin and I were talking before, these things get carried all the way through the mash, all the way into the finished beer. These are your uh, your ions that don't do anything in your mash. They, 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 they don't participate in any chemical reactions in the brewing process. They're like chads. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're basically like now JP you're speaking my beer, language. beer, beer, <laughs> they, just, they pretty much, uh, they're um, kind of like the Chinese food. It's kind of past is right through. Okay, I can and, understand that. And it, but it, in the end, uh, they're going to really define the final essence of your beer. Okay, whether, whether it's going to be this, this sharp, dry, minerally, or on the other hand, round, soft, friendly, full, full fullness too. Round um, and full. Yeah. And uh, what Colin came up uh, with it just blew my mind away. Uh, you can make. But was that one molar solution? And uh... well, you know, I, I actually uh, okay. So here's what I do: is I take two pints of hot water, and in one of them I put a little bit of gypsum, and I don't care how much. Okay. And in the other one I put a little calcium chloride, right. and I don't care how much. And then I take a, uh, a a straw, and I pull samples out, and I drop some of each one into samples of beer. Okay. Because at this point I don't care how much sulfate or how much chloride I've got, all I care is that I'm adjusting it one way or the other. Uh, tell the difference. And, and and I start tasting side by side. And I say, okay, well, the one that is unadulterated tastes, tastes say, Middle of neutral the or boring. Yeah. The other one tastes crisp and refreshing. All right. And this other one tastes like round and sweet. And and in some beers, like my stout, I love round and sweet. And I, and I add lots of chlorides to it. Um, in my IPA, I love that crisp sharpness, and so I add lots of sulfates to it. But each one of my recipes, what I've done is I've spiked it with these solutions. Because 
I have a one beer experiment. I don't have a batch experiment. Yeah. I have a one beer experiment. So you can, if you, let's, what's neat about this is you can uh, deal with this after your beer's done. It, it, it won't be apparent until you brew your next beer, but you, I can, see. you can have Chad's beer that you think is mediocre. Right. And you can get, And you can add some sodium chloride some or so, some calcium chloride. So you, you take two, into two, his to the two, glass of beer. Right, you take two glasses of water, you add uh, sodium uh, 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 calcium chloride to one. Yeah. Uh, or sodium chloride. Or sodium chloride and, works the same. Uh, and you and you add uh, gypsum to the other one. Stir them up and just take a little bit out of a straw and dip it in 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 your test beer. Was that a tincture or whatever it's called? Uh, not, not yet. No, a tincture has alcohol. Yeah, no. we're spiking. We're spiking. We're, we're just adding ions, basically, an aqueous solution to that one. And you can add a little more, a little more, a little more on each one of these until you get, oh, wow, it's making it even different. So it, it's it's like That's a sulfate fun. or a chloride roofie. Right. And, and, and just a little bit to each if nothing, to get your beer hammered. If nothing else, Ish. you're yeah. training your palate. Yes. Oh. And you 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 can kind of guide your next beer into where you're going. Let's say you like your my beer's like okay. What does it need more of? And you do this little thing. You go, whoa! It needs more of that. Yeah, that's right. And and you know and I found some surprising answers. And you know one of the one of the surprising things is, you know, like harp. I don't know if anybody out there drinks or likes harp. I like harp. Um, I like, I it, a nice it, I like it under harp. my Guinness. No, nor, normally, when I make a light right. beer, I'm trying to have more sulfates than I am chlorides. Okay. But you taste a beer like harp, and it's full and round, and yeah. it's got a lot of chloride in it. And it's like, wait a minute, this beer just broke the mold. It's, Why it's, is it I like this? It, yeah, it's, and, a, it's and, a yellow beer. It shouldn't be like that. And, and normally, a yellow beer wouldn't be like that, but but it and is. And you're telling me that that is the sulfate to chloride ratio. That's right. It, it makes their nice, beer pop. It's it's no, it's nice and round and full. Okay. So Instead it's got of more chloride being crisp and sharp. Okay. And and you know the the first time I tasted it after I done done my my mineral spikings. Yeah. I said, oh my gosh, that has lots of chloride. Why are you brewing a light beer with lots of chlorides? But I like it. And and then this is where we can start again to break out of style space. Yeah. You know, styles would tell us no. If it's light in color, it's got to be high in sulfates. All right, let me make sure I have this right. So <laughs> You won't. Chlorides <laughs> are a lot like the women that, that producer Shat will take home yes. after right. uh, when he leaves the bar. They're soft round and, soft and, and round full. And soft. Pretty soft, but yeah. enjoyable. Right. Shat, uh, is that true? Are they enjoyable? And then, <laughs> but 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 the sulfate ratio is more like what Schumann would attempt to take home uh, from the bar. I noticed, I noticed Schumann is back. A little rough, a little edgy, uh, but Got crisp attitude. And, and young. Yeah. With an attitude, right which point. means he didn't get lucky. So you always got to put it in these terms for me. Yes, it, they're right to the point. Okay, got it. And then when you put mix alcohol with either set, yeah, uh, magic happens. <laughs> then the magic happens. I thought you guys were my friends. <laughs> we are your friends. Well, we just wondered where you went. Well, and we were. And we noticed were... one of my hostesses was missing. So, so oh. you must have been. So we started making stories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one thing you can be sure of is I'm not going to take him away for more than two minutes. So. <laughs> That's true. You guys should be. You guys should be set. He but makes you've a had good enough point. beer. You can tip, <laughs> uh, tip him really big. Yeah. And, uh, I give her a big tip. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, have good. you given somebody the tour? tonight, Schumann. Uh, yeah, because there's a back room that not a lot of people know about. Yeah. And I felt obligated to show them what goes on back there. You're dedicated to this job. You know what? I do what I can for the BN. Yeah. 
and for, for humanity, com- really. Yeah. And, and for downtown Joe's, too. Yeah. And yeah, for yeah, downtown yeah. Joe's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a service you provided. I mean, essentially, yeah. when humans around... One of our bartenders would have had to done that. It's brewery tours yeah. 24-7. It could be. Yeah. I take pride in my work, and I believe in that. Your business card, Schumann, should say Schumann with your all your information, but your, t- but, you know, your service is just tour. tours. Tour guy. <laughs> it doesn't matter where. House parties. Uh, you you know, name it, I'll tour. Bank. I will give a tour of any venue. Schumann. Tours. <laughs> shoe, a big smiley tours. face on it. Yeah. Shoe tours. So, so my uh, staff is telling me it's 12 o'clock. Yeah. I hate oh your boy. staff sometimes. My staff talks oh, look, to me right, too. Look it's right weird. in front of us. It's All amazing right. how these things appear. Look at the end of the bar. Do you All see right. how many are sitting at the oh, end of the bar? They're stacking up. It's been 12 o'clock a <laughs> That's times. fine, but then this 12 o'clock marks the end of our serious discussion here on the BN. We're going on to giving away some prizes and saying goodnight. Okay, uh, so, so this 12 o'clock also marks a very interesting beer. It does? This is uh, my double IPA. Oh Jesus! You're gonna make and, us twelve o'clock your double IPA. I wouldn't do any. I wouldn't Why ask you, you to have, do anything that I can't do. Why couldn't you have chosen your lazy summer American wheat for us but, to twelve o'clock? <laughs> can, we please, can we please get a barf bucket up here? Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. Do, do you need a Bud Light? <laughs> yes, he did. Do you serve Bud Light? I'll be fine. Maybe. Colin, I hope I you remember. I'm the only. I'm the only one. Who got through your twelve o'clock with lot. you the last time around? Yeah, Colin. Off I, I those did. Guys I got through. Line. That's what I said. You and me. That was it. I dropped out like Schumann's dad. <laughs> Schumann didn't even hear that joke, no, and it he was didn't. good. But Bevo hit the hell out of my arm. <laughs> Never mind, Schumann. It was really good and super classy. It was good. Total compliment to you and your family. Cheers, uh, gentlemen. Well, wait, Schumann's wait, 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 wait. No Tell us the us. special part of the beer, and then we'll cheers. Okay, well, this is my double IPA. Yeah, and double. and it, it's the last of the twenty-one day dry hop beers because it, it's pre-hopinator. Oh, so now you don't need the twenty-one day dry hop. Now oh, that you I, have I, that I, circulator. Now I know I we're slamming it. He wants to get rid of it. And and, <laughs> so and, and right. it, it picked up in the twenty-one days of dry hopping. It picked up a little bit of autolysis. Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for letting me slam that. <laughs> So, so okay, Justin, yeah. just let you refresh your mind what autolysis is. Thank you. Remember when I forgot to clean out my conical for like oh, two months? Oh, that was and bad. The, you and I opened it. All right. I, I, I would say. I understand now. I, I would say my, my descriptor is uh, dried mushrooms. Um, but the normal autolysis descriptor I get is garlic or propane. Uh, yeah, but this um, this one I get dried mushrooms, burnt rubber. Uh, burnt right. rubber—that's that hot character okay. we're talking about tonight. Uh, in an effort yeah. not to have dead air as we twelve o'clock, and in honor of our host that's not here, I'll play a little song for you, and also in honor of uh, Colin's double IPA. Here's a little bit tasty for you. Drink up, folks. Cheers, everybody. Hold up your glass and uh, enjoy a beer with us here at Downtown Joe's. That was a good beer. It is. It, it's two got some issues, of it. but it's a, it's a good beer. Last well, two seconds of good beer. Little uh, plastic flavor. Uh oh, that same hop. Little character. plastic hop yeah, right flavor, about, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Is it fresh? Can we can we uh, test my theory, my answer to this beer? Is it no. very fresh? It's, it's not. Uh, Sixty days old. 
Yeah, so maybe this, uh, maybe I was just being told something that uh, they didn't want their beer to taste plastic. And and this is uh, from Tomahawk. Okay. Yeah, it's only when I use Tomahawk that I get that. Well, it was a very tasty beer regardless. Uh, it has that issue, though. It was a 14-second clip that I played, and I think I finished in oh, about man, 10 of it. pretty good. So. You know what I like uh, about coming here? Not only do we get beers from the servers, but... The listeners just keep bringing us beers. Like Crazy Jack is here. Crazy Jack always comes to Downtown Joe's when we and show And he, uh, he brought us beers, and we've been getting beers all day. You know what's funny about Crazy Jack? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he well, didn't even hear me, so it's all right. You know, he comes out to Downtown Joe's when we do these because he lives close by. Yeah. And a lot of listeners come out. And uh, a lot of our listeners haven't listened, like, that far back. Like, they might not know if there's a Crazy Jack. And Crazy Jack goes up and he goes, hey, I'm Crazy Jack. And a lot of people just look at him like, Crazy okay. <laughs> like, they don't know that he's yeah. with the BN. He's not wearing a BN shirt. They just think yeah. he's like Crazy Jack who sleeps on the corner. Yeah. I'm Sane uh, Bill, so what? Yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah. I'm Looney Pete. And then, and then, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm fine. Or are you going to tell the rest? I'm done. Oh, my God. <laughs> but th- and then they go, Crazy Jack. I'm the guy who did the Vinnie Puppet voice. And they're going, oh, uh, huh? Yeah. All right, folks, so I want to thank everybody for joining us out here at Downtown Joe's. A lot of listeners came out to hang out with us. And a round of applause for you folks for coming out and doing that. It's really always nice to meet you all, and uh, you're all very friendly. And uh, I, I do I have gifts to give to people like JP from our wonderful listeners who have come to hang out. And that's going to be fun. And uh, by I don't the- even know if I want to, uh, you know, I- I'm over the blow-up doll phase of my life. <laughs> no, you're not. Well, Who you are you to, kidding? You have to use Lou. Yeah, you're right. All right. Okay, you're right. Who are you trying to kid? It's like Doc saying, <laughs> I don't I don't even like my Hummer. I don't need it. <laughs> I'm over that. It's the same yeah. difference. I'm I don't over. drive a Hummer to feel taller. No. Yeah. no. Doc's going to trade in his Hummer when they make an H4. That's twice the size. And, uh, yeah. So. yeah. They make an F650 that I was looking at. What is? Who needs that? Did you hurt your neck as you were looking up at it, or what? What is that even? You to lay on the ground to look up at it? Schumann's with you. I'm sure of it. I'm just wondering if Doc ever brews big beers to make up for his height issue. Of course not. No, no. I think brew just for brewing. Doc's going to brew for an upcoming Can You Brew It episode. He's going to brew uh, Daddy's Little Helper from yeah, Rogue. I'm brewing it tomorrow. Oh, you are? Tomorrow. That's going to be exciting because it's, it's a malt liquor. Oh, yeah. It's a craft version of a malt liquor, and Doc's going to brew it for us. I've he told mar- me he's going to listen to Tupac while he brews this beer. <laughs> I think he's going to. He's going to bust he out some... He asked Chad to give him his entire CD collection. He's got a little Tupac shacker. I, I heard they call on. him One Pac. Now. <laughs> he's out. That was a white joke, ladies and gentlemen. No, actually it was a... <laughs> it was a bad joke is what it was. Well, Colin, thanks for having us. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. I think we're going to be back here in about a month and a half uh, as part of our program with Downtown Joe's. We're going to go off, and we got a remote next week. We're live from the Monterey Beer Festival. If any of you are going to Monterey, Monterey. we're going to be doing that. It's going to be a good time. And uh, we're even we're going to stay the night there. Even JP's going to stay the night there. We got Who's him he a, sleeping with? We got him a cot. Yeah, who okay, is sleeping good. with me? Who am I going to share a room? Well, I think we're sleeping two nights. There, you right? could Are we sleep. going on Friday? We're going two nights. We're going on Friday. We're going to go to. There's a reception. Then we're going to do the. Uh, we're going to broadcast live from the festival on Saturday. We'll stay there that night because we'll be in no condition to drive, and then we'll come home Sunday. Do they have high speed internet there? Because I'll bring my laptop. Get some questing done. 
What was her name again? I'll have to check with the Econo Lodge that would, we're staying at. Uh, it's I on the to... BN budget, you I have to understand. At least two BPS. We're at like the uh, we're at the ghetto <laughs> version oh, nice. of the Monterey Hotel. I like this. <laughs> the Vinny puppet just showed up with Chad. Uh, he's on his shoulder. It's like a fucking parrot. And uh, it does All right, look... you guys don't quit it. His mouth doesn't move when the Vinny Puppet talks. <laughs> Anybody ever notice that? The Vinny Puppet's out of That's material. That's because he's a ventriloquist yeah. backwards. The Vinny Puppet's out of material just molests people. Crazy Jack is actually the one with the hand up his ass. And, uh, the, 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 Vinny Vinny the wrong thing. Yeah. Chad's mouth sure moved, though. Yeah. Uh, Creeping is... Bevo out. Yeah. I love seeing our We don't know where that here. puppet's been. It's a good time. It's on Jack's okay, van. So... What are you talking about? I feel dirty. So, so before we go, I, I just want to say, bell. Justin, yes. please, everyone, think about the kinds of balances you can strike in a beer. Yeah. And find them on your own and teach us. Because there's lots of balances. Um, I, in a few minutes, was able to come up with seven that I think about a lot. There's, there's got to be at least 40 or 50. Yeah, give that, us your, because you have kind of a hard set uh, uh, amount of rules for your beer. So give us your hard set balance You rules. know, the ones that crossed my mind when we were talking about show ideas were malt to bitter balance, carbonation to mouthfeel was Doc's addition, which, which to me ranks number two. Okay. I, I do it so often. I, That's it, why we I, keep you around, Doc. I, but my, I, much grass. I. <laughs> You know, I do it so often it didn't even cross my mind that it was a choice. Yeah. Um, sulfate to chloride ratio, which we got to talk about. Alcohol to middle hop, which is a weird one. Yeah. Um, I really like the balancing out. If you're increasing alcohol, add more 30-minute addition hops. Um, a, a bitter to dry hop. If, if you're getting a lot of bitterness, you can add dry hops, and, and it doesn't seem as bitter. And that's because you're extracting esters from the dry hops. Okay. Um, Which are sweet. Wiener to aroma. Middle balance. hop to aroma hop. Oh. Um, um, if, you've, if you want to get hops that, that are, are beers that smell really aromatic, you can add more middle hops and it'll accentuate the aroma hops. But if you don't back it up, you're not going to have the balance. So you got this great smelling beer, and it's like great. Yeah, but there's no nothing. A, nothing after. And, and 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 this wonderful beer I got to taste tonight that was really dry, really had a really good malt bitter balance, right. but it didn't have any middle hop. And there, there was no nothing to back up uh, the great the, smell, the, and then the beautiful smells, and yeah, it, it was kind of like uh, you get her clothes off, and uh, you're disappointed. And, yeah. and then and then we get into this whole bigger Close issue. Off? You know, we've talked about two point balances, which are really simple. There's a bigger one. You see these five-point spider diagrams for hops. Um, I've never seen those. When uh, you say you see those, I've never seen those. You see them for scotch a lot. Uh, It looks like a round circle. Or for coffee. coffee, too. It's a round circle, and they have the different kinds of flavors all around the outside. Okay. And how far up it goes on each one. So they look like... That's sort of a balance factor. Yeah. It, it is, but in a in a in a big two dimensional kind of way, not in the one dimensional kind of way we're, we've been talking about. So okay. It, it, and so one of the balances that I, that I try to do is spicy hot to floral hot to citrus hot. Okay. Okay. So if if I'm tasting a beer, it's like, well, you know, this is really nice and floral, but I'd like it a little bit more citrus. It would, I think it would build this brand. Or I want a little bit more spicy. I think it would define this brand. Um, um, that's one of the uh, other ones I do. You know, those are the ones that came off the top of my head. But 
listening to Vinny and and uh, uh, Tommy talk and okay. JP and, 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 and me. Don't forget and, me and, 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 and JP. You know, because because JP's the uh, fountain of uh, of information. Yeah. Um, also, what what we do find is that everywhere. there's at least forty or fifty ways we can try to balance beer. Yeah. And what that means is we don't have to subtract things if there's a flavor we don't like. We can add things and build bigger beers. Right. But we can make smaller beers by subtracting two things. Okay, so it's ways of building bigger beers, ways of building smaller beers. Okay. It's ways for us to explore style space. You're talking about math. Are we doing the show over again right now? No, no we're just well, wrapping it up. Yeah. I really okay. wanted to review okay. what we uh, talked about. Colin's a professional J- jipper, J- so while you're sitting over there just hanging out and yeah. wondering what's happening. Yeah. JP, when you, what should we, I be doing? JP, when you read a paper at the end, it's this thing called the summary. Oh. To tell you what you read. JP dropped out of college. Oh, though. yeah. Okay. yeah. It, it just tells I got my you, AA. It, t- it tells you again oh, then you know all what about you learned. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a summary of a degree. This is just, <laughs> this was me being in class. That's it. <laughs> That, are we that's done? What, that's are what we AS means. Associate summary. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what PhD means, right? Piled higher and deeper. <laughs> and you got to agree with that because Doc went to community college like me. Oh, I did. So I started there. He then went to a really good school, but let's face it. A little bit of community college. That was a big summary well, of yeah. general in, education. In order to be a doctor, you have to learn more and more about less and less until finally you know everything about nothing. Yeah. By the way, while we're on the, while we're on the subject, Doc, I had a dream last night that all my teeth fell out again. Every, you know, that's common. It was another goddamn anxiety dream. Every one of them, and my gums anxiety, fell out with them. It means you're inadequate. It does? Is that what it was? Yeah. I was sleeping naked. Maybe I did. Uh, maybe I did have something to do with that. You know, Freud would say it's your fears. <laughs> it, he would. That's it. It's your fears. I like that better than his inadequacy. <laughs> maybe your fears are your, your fear of inadequacy. All I know is that it was very vivid, and I've had dreams about my teeth falling out before. And in this particular dream, it was really. Uh, I felt very awake and vivid. And I remember saying to myself, "God, please be dreaming. Please be dreaming." And I was putting you didn't all say that. My, you said, dreaming, "Well, I was putting them all in a cup, and I was saying, I have to put them in the cup to bring to Doc because Doc can fix this. I can this. fix, Doc I can make, can yeah, fix I can this. And, uh, and I will get my teeth back. It was, it was bad. It was really yeah, bad. That's a very common dream. Good. Well, that and you. the one with no pants. I've never had it. <laughs> thank you, JP. For it. You're welcome. <laughs> well, you know how, how you make me feel about my anxiety. I want to make you feel the same way about mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's I actually, Normal. I don't even know what you're talking about. You must be crazy. I do feel privileged that I have my anxiety in my sleep. Yeah, that's true. I really do. I feel blessed because at be least blessed. I then, like, I'm that's totally starts, freaking though. out in that so dream. You, you can wake up in a sweat, but, that, but, but you know the rest of the day is going to be great. <laughs> but I know that I'm still, I have an okay day ahead of me. Whereas JP is like, I can't wait to go to sleep. I wake up and I, I, I wake up and I roll over and I go, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> It's the best you're going to feel all day. All day. <laughs> That's Those right. Jerks. All right. Well, well Colin, thank away? you for the summary about balances. We, we do need to give some stuff away. Give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away. Do you want to do it right now? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> give it away. I want something. All give right, it away, Chad. Give it away, give it away. What do we have? We have a couple hats. We got some shirts. We have a camera. I got a couple things in my brain already. I want to know who traveled. Don't the, give it what away. What BN listener is here that traveled the farthest uh, to be here? So we need to know where you come from. Woods, where'd you guys come from? About 100 miles over here. 100 miles. What do we got over here? From where? <laughs> Colfax, 107 miles. 101. Almost Nevada. 
No, nautical miles of beer. Who brought the highest alcohol beer? Wait, we got multiple giveaways. We'll get to that. <laughs> that one's Fresno. Oh yeah, Fresno. Fres- yes. Fresno guy. Fres yes would be the farthest, wouldn't it? Fres yes. Where's our official Fres yes listener? I think Fres yes is the farthest so far. <laughs> He's around here We're somewhere, isn't today. he? I met him earlier. That's farther than you guys. Fres yes is like 170, 200 miles. That's that's kind of a long way out there. It's way too far for me to go. Ever. All right, they're tracking down our Fres yes listener. Check, uh, give him whatever he wants. Let him have his pick. Because the farthest, the farthest. You uh, give him a little something, something. And if that means a little piece of the chat, then you give it. That's part of Where's your job. Where's Schumann when we need him? Oh, talking to the cute girl. <laughs> All right, so we'll give something to Fres yes. Sure. So. <laughs> How about how about Napa listeners? Do we have Napa listeners in here? But you can't just be from Napa and a downtown Joe fan. You have to. Have, you're a Brewing Network listener and from Napa. This guy right there. <laughs> All right. He is today. Yeah, he brought, he brought beer. He said by by force. Look, he brought beer. Yeah, come on up here. What's your name? Kaifsum. What is it? Eric. Aaron, it's nice to meet you, Aaron. Is that E R? So you live you live right here in Napa. Quarter mile. DQ next. So this is your this is your local bar. Local bar right now, yeah. And you're a BN listener. As of today. As of today. Close enough. He brought beer, so he had to know something was going on. Chad, this this guy definitely gets a hat, shirt, whatever he wants. That's fine. All right, so now we've got farthest and we've got closest. Uh, you know, the beers we've been tasting, they've been really hoppy. This one's really different, and I like it. Yeah? All right, I would a little change of man- venue. I need to do yeah. a pour out into something. That's what I had to do. Yeah. There we go. All right, Aaron, let me try your beer. Let me tell. All right, Aaron's got himself a Bruce Strong shirt, and he's sharing his beer. Colin likes it. Because I hope it's a heaven bison because it smells like banana. Hop, hop, hop. I know. I mean, we, were, we were hop heaven tonight, yeah. and that's not Doc's thing. Oh, it's a Belgian so. style. Hey, Frankie. He's saying malt extract, equal parts malt extract, honey extract, and muscat extract. Yeah. That's a nice beer. I, yeah, I like it. And it finished really nice and dry. It finished low, didn't it? What, what was your final gravity? I'm guessing it, it's around. Okay. Uh, we got our Fres Yes listener. says way low. By the way. All right, so, Fres Yes gets a hat. Nice. Very nice. You let Thank him choose, you. right, Chad? You let him get whatever he wanted because he, he traveled the farthest. It's Frank, you right? Had a little, yeah. yeah. And he lives in Fres Yes. My That's brother Frank traveled uh, quite a while. But Aaron gave us his beer. He's got himself a t shirt. All right. I'm going to give out a prize. There's no contest right here. It's been a busy night here at Downtown Joe's. A lot of things happening, a lot busy, of noise, busy. a lot of partying going on. But they, there's a guy in the room who not only wore like most of his gear, he had the shirt and the hat, but I, I try to pay attention to what's going on. A corner of my eye, whatever I got to do. The one guy who actually listened the whole time to try to learn from yeah, Colin, the crazy exactly. man uh, Kaminsky, yeah. 
This guy right that here dude. in the, in the camel <laughs> that's, hat. That's that damn right. Right here. Yeah, I, you know, I saw, I saw that too. I, I, every once in a while I would look out, and everybody's having their own little thing going. And it got worse and worse as the show no, he, went on. No, he came for the show. No, he, he came he, for the show. He, he was like watching. And I, and, I, and I met the gentleman earlier. I apologize. What, what's your name? Film Labrat. Phil. Uh, Film Labrat. That's right. Phil there. Labrat. He's a, he's a big Phil. member of our forum. Hey. Hangs out all the time. And uh, he come out. You've been hanging out the whole show. You've been yeah. listening the whole show, which, by the way, is nobody does that. Nobody does trying. that. I've been trying real hard. <laughs> I don't know if I, you've been paying attention, but JP doesn't listen to like a fraction of the show. I know, but he was having fun. That's Are we doing counts. a show? Are we, have we started yet? <laughs> he was doing that. And then Film Lab also, he's I, got the hat, he's got the shirt. And I came up to him and I said, you wore all your gear. And he said, no, I didn't. I don't have four heads or four shirts. <laughs> he's got a whole bunch of gear at home. So... Anything he wants, Chad. Uh, we got glasses over there. Give him a couple of BN glasses. I, I kept cool. looking over we'll there, and everybody is mayhem shirts. out there, and he's still watching. Focused and, and on the program. Listening. So, hardcore BN listener of the week, uh, guy that we appreciate, uh, just coming yes. out and 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 that you give a shit about what we have to say. Uh, Phil, thanks, <laughs> thank you, General. I appreciate it, man. Uh, hey, he hey, wants, hey Phil, what can you teach us? What? Teach us something. Teach us something. What lesson do you have for us? What do you about have for us? Anything about balance that you have to oh, tell us? Man. Or anything. Retire, and then everything falls in balance. <laughs> That's a great lesson. <laughs> Retire. <laughs> Fantastic lesson. You... All right. I should give something away just to a downtown Joe's uh, a patron. You know, somebody who comes here all the time just happened to stumble upon us, maybe. It's a, it's a typical Sunday night in the life of this downtown Joe's uh, hanger-outer. Is there somebody here who's at the bar and is pretty annoyed at the fact that we're disturbing your peaceful night at downtown <laughs> Joe's? Your Sunday night. Oh, wait. All the BN listeners raise their hand. hands just raised <laughs> yeah. at, the, at uh, the bar. This Someone... gentleman, however, uh, uh, is not a BN listener. <laughs> but a downtown Joe's patron. But a, but a, a very good friend and, and right, uh, right a fellow too. drinker. Whose night that we've ruined by disturbing his peace I, and quiet at the downtown Joe's. This I, is the I, prize I want right? to get. Actually, uh, a very cute lo- young lady suckered him into coming down to have a good time. I see. <laughs> well, that doesn't count. I think, that, I think he says a whole different prize winning. We don't have to, Hopefully. My, my t-shirt is going to be a big waste of time. Okay, so we need to give her a prize. Unless oh, it's yeah. used for cleanup or something. I think we need to give her a prize. <laughs> we should give her a prize. We should give her a prize. But I don't have any. We but give her glass. I have, I, I, how about a pint glass? I don't have any uh, ladies' clothing. I have a pint glass. Give her a pint glass. Come on, you have ladies' clothing. For, I know you have. <laughs> but it's all the drag cleaner. You're saving that for it's later. Right but, I'm t-shirt. but I'm wearing it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's under your t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody way at the end of the bar who can just barely hear my voice, and and they've come to hung to hang out at downtown Joe's, and there's we're just the annoying guys in the corner. Yeah, we're so annoying that they won't they don't even hear nor <laughs> raise like their hands. She's looking at us now for a prize. Look, she's looking now. Is there one person that would Hi. raise their hand for a gift? She's drinking the Cosmo down it's there. It's like a it's a free the Cosmo. It's a free glass. Come on down. Give it to the Cosmo girl. She gets a shirt. 
<laughs> Even though she's not paying attention. No. Not La really needs a shirt. Yeah, La, La can have a shirt, but all we have is do dude have? shirts. If, if you'd like a dude shirt, La, or a hat, you already have a hat. La's got a hat. La wants a tattoo. You can no. give her a tattoo. Well, we got to go down to the parlor and get a tattoo. No. Uh, no. Uh, we'll call Donovan. He'll be right here. Yeah, take care of uh, Chad, what else do we have to give away? Good sir. Uh, are, we, are we out of it? A couple more hats? A couple hats. 15 minutes with JP. Can All I? Right. Oh, yeah. Can I win that myself? No, we're auctioning off the You have time enough of that JP. yourself we're, every we're day. Do that yeah, off I do. Here. Uh, can well, I say Wood uh, wore his Drunk of the Week medal? Let me see. Yes, I saw oh, that. Oh, Drunk that. of the Week. Yes, he did. Wait a Wood. minute now. Yes, he did. He wore the Drunk of the Week medal. I, I saw that. that. Don't you have a Drunk of the Week medal too, Kim? Did it not arrive or you're just not wearing it? That's weak. Kim Wood's weak. She says it's in her purse. We should take it away from her. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Give that to, to Wait, Wood, we, we need to give her some shots of tequila. Wood gets get that glass. back up to the drunk of the week level. Wood Kim's, <laughs> Wood, Kim's not allowed to drink out of that glass. She's not allowed to drink out of that glass. <laughs> no matter where you put it. Because she was afraid, she was ashamed of her of her drunk of the week medal. People have now, now she's got this. it on. She's kissing it for us. No, it's too late. It's too late. Now she's licking it. Now it's not too late. late. <laughs> Doc's right. <laughs> now it's too early if you know she what I mean. can drink out of the glass. Does, okay. does Kim need a tour of Downtown Joe's? Is the uh, oh, the puppet just attacked her. Huh? All right, Kim, uh, because she's appreciated her medal finally, she wins a tour from Schumann. Uh, Schumann <laughs> Schumann's going to give her the tour of the brewery uh, and, the fer- and the fermentation room. And the storage tanks. And the storage tanks, that's right. Yeah, the storage, especially the storage Schumann's tank. trophy room. <laughs> And then, and then finally out at the taps. Yes. So she you already, just want a tour. She asked me for a hamburger. <laughs> she wants a hamburger. Oh, uh, oh my God. Believe me when do I you know what you, you're asking you for? You do not want to see that. <laughs> uh, oh, it's a hamburger I like you've allow, never seen. I, I can't allow the hamburger. They Mem- have to put the kibosh on the hamburger. Remember that movie Ghoulies when the little ghoulies were born? That's what the hamburger hey, looks hey, like. Is it worse than the goat head? In, in, uh... It's close. <laughs> it's very close, yes. It was just why I'm putting the kibosh on it for your sake. See, here's what happened. Colin is a very generous and fun-loving guy. And at this point in the night, he would pretty much allow me to do whatever I want. I'm looking a, I'm looking out for a brother, and I'm putting the kibosh on the hamburger. There will be no hamburger. Is this close to the hamburger? <laughs> i got to do that. Yeah. So, typically, though, we like to give out a Drunk of the Week. And, uh, you know, one of the luxuries we have on the show is that uh, we generally have a phone line so people can call in from, from the East Coast. They've been drinking since 5 p.m. Uh, you know, you name it. Uh, but we don't have phone lines I'm here. I'm not accepting it this year. <laughs> Doc, I'm not accepting it. You know what, Doc? I'm going to tell you something. What's that? I was going to commend you tonight on your clarity of well, speech. thank you. Thank you very much. Well, Justin, you know what? I love you. <laughs> yeah. Colin wants his medal. <laughs> Is, is looking forward to oh, I, I, I You're saw this coming. the greatest guy I've ever met. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> great. Doc, uh, here's, here's what I know about you. I know that you, you've got a little buzz going on, because I know you, yeah. but you must be practicing your speech because you're, you're very clear tonight. Uh, quite articulate, aren't I? <laughs> you're very articulate. Have you been sitting at home in the mirror going, onomatopoeia? Onomatopoeia. Yes, I have. All, all the way up. Actually, he's been saying, the big black bug bled black blood. Have, is that what you've been doing? Yeah. Seven, seven slippery stones swam seashells by the seashore. The sheet yep. I slit. I slit. I sheet. 
The six sheep sheep rubber baby buggy bumpers. Trying to praise Doc. Retarded. You want to talk about your trip bumpers to Washington and talk retarded? Listen to Doc. What happened to you? All right, then. You know what? Did you find it? We we gave him only hoppy beers. You're slurring, didn't you? No, we gave him only hoppy beers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's all the hoppy beers. Okay. Yeah. It helps you. Hoppy baby buggy bumpers. (laughs) Hoppy baby buggy bumpers. All right, so no drunk of the week for Doc. Uh, is there anybody here in the room that thinks they deserve our Drunk of the Week? Uh, and who's listening? Besides Chad, our... Uh, driver. <laughs> our driver slash producer. Uh, has Uh-oh. Jack been uh, Drunk of the Week yet? <laughs> Crazy Jack's never been Drunk of the Week. Do you think he deserves it? I don't know. Can he fall down for us? <laughs> Crazy yeah. Jack, come up here. Uh-oh. Uh, give him my number four there and uh jack you can win if you get in your car and leave we have to have an interview jack it's a slow walk up <laughs> slow walk up because he's got a lot of girth <laughs> all right jack jack listen closely i want you to say uh see uh, she sells seashells by the seashore she does what <laughs> he's close he's getting there give it a shot what <laughs> she failed she fell. Can't fake it. Bye. You know what? Where was that again? <laughs> yeah. The seashell. Oh, I know. Uh, uh, by the by, by, by the shore. Oh, he's a trisomy. <laughs> we just what? Downs. <laughs> Is that what? What are you saying, Doc? Let's get a chromosome count on you. He definitely gets crazy jagged. A chromosome count? Yeah. I don't have any chromosomes. Triple twenty-one at home. He's got triple twenty-one going. I don't. The problem with this competition is that I almost always count on one of our brewcasters to get... <laughs> Here's what happens. We all go out and everybody goes, I'm ready to... We're going to help out. We're going to do... All I don't this. give and a And inevitably, fuck. at least two of you end I don't up care totally about it. hammered. Yeah, I, I want to be here. But you've all done You've all done wonderful Oh, come on tonight. now. I've been here since 2 o'clock. And so now I have to give it yeah, to you. Yeah, I don't care what you're well, saying. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. He so, gets it. Whoa, whoa. So I, I've been There's no horses here. here. Oh, I think Bob gets it. I, no, I've been hanging out here. Here for you have? two o'clock this afternoon. So yeah, what's you been right. doing? You okay, and and the yeah. person that I've noticed yeah. drinking the most beer yeah. between two o'clock and now, yeah, is Justin. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I think Justin deserves the drunk of the week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In your face. <laughs> but have I earned it? I mean, do I, uh, uh, have I performed like a drunk of the week? No. Do, do, I, do we I need to get you shots of tequila? <laughs> it might take that to get me to the point where I deserve it. Actually, the last time you were here, you deserved it more. However. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, our anniversary party? Yeah, we went off air and then just but did music the rest of that. I got hammered. Of course. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I, I kept telling you. You know what? I thought you were trying to be a radio star, but you're trying to be a rock star. It's true. You did say that to me. Yeah. You go, now I realize what you really want to do. It's true. This whole radio thing is just a side. You know, I settled for this. If I could be a rock star, forget about it. I'd make a bad one, though. It'd be all drugs and vaginas. You know what? You'd be down in about six months. <laughs> yeah. But boy, what a fun six months, huh? I'll take drunk of the week, but if I earned it, I want someone to earn it. If I earn drunk of the week, I mean, Colin's the master. No, Colin's it. You think Colin's oh, drunk yeah. of the week? Oh, yeah. 
if you're sitting at a table and you don't know who Drunk of the Week is, it's probably you. <laughs> is that the rule that, that we're applying right now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I just want the badge to hang No, I've actually you watched. He, he's ramped up. Give like it to Colin. Give it to Colin. <laughs> He's ramped up slowly like a pro, and he worked yeah. it right to the end. Three yeah. quarters of the way what in, do you mean he to was the end? I still have three beers in front of me. You yeah. do? <laughs> three fourths of the way through, he was starting to and, slurry. And he, and he, and he talked me it. into Colin's slamming too. <laughs> That's we, true. Did, did we Too bring hot, one? I'll give him that. Did we bring one? On top of it. Did we bring one, or are we just trying to give away some? <laughs> we just got more to give away. Well, okay, we good. have to give away a drunk of the week. No, it that's every true. Week. I just want to know if we have one, so we can take his picture with it. I'll have to. Del- no, we'll have to deliver his. We can maybe borrow Kim's, and she doesn't like Kim? to wear hers. Yeah, she hates hers. We could just give it to Colin. She borrow your medal for a little while. She's not proud of hers. Put it on him. Take a picture. We'll get right back. All right, Colin Kaminsky, a drunk of the week, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. I do, I do, however... Hey, Kim did give me yours. Thank you, I Kim. do, however, appreciate the nomination of Colin. I, uh, we'll, we'll get you next Maybe time. I could be your vice president. Oh. We could do that. Dirty now. All right. Anything else to give away, uh, Shat, the producer? Down. we got there two you. hats here still. A couple things to give away. Just throw them out. Which hat are you wearing? Tonight? All right. Who wants There's a hat? More glasses. Hat. Got more? Just give them away. We'll just throw them out. Here, Schumann, give that away to someone who has bigger pecs than you. Uh, the guy in the Bruce Strong shirt right there. Who Nobody the has bigger pecs than Bruce yeah. Strong. Give it to my man in the Bruce Strong nice. shirt right there. Absolutely. Wing it to him. Yeah. I actually met the guy behind him in the Bruce Strong shirt. <laughs> oh, that guy works too. That's fine too. It all works. I, I got to uh, be a guest on Bruce Strong once. It was wonderful. Yeah, it's a good show. Were you strong? New program that we do here, and uh, Colin's always great. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. Next week, we're yeah, live at the Monterey Beer Festival. Come on out and join us. Uh, otherwise, yeah. we'll bring it to you. If I can't get, actually, the signal live on the Saturday, which is when the festival is, Saturday. we'll be replaying it for the Sunday show. Colin, as always, I really appreciate you having us out here. And the beer and the hospitality. Your staff yeah, yeah, has got to be the best staff in uh, in brewing. I appreciate it. It's that. always our pleasure to have you. Thanks, man. They're really great to us. They took good care of, of not only us up here on stage, but our whole crew, your staff's just been wonderful. Please tip the Downtown Joe staff. They've been great to... Uh, they were told, listen, the Brewing Network's coming in here. Make sure you take care of these people. And I think they've done a great job. So please help out the Downtown Joe staff. They did a great job. Round of applause for them. Uh, to the BN Army who showed up. You guys rock. Always love to see you guys out here. Uh, we'll be back in about... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's six or eight weeks. Uh, Colin and I are still figuring out the date, but we'll be back again. Uh, Doc, go ahead. I was thinking before Burning Man, right? <laughs> we'll be back before Burning Man, yes. Because after Burning Man, we're a big mess. The staff yeah, is bad. telling me it's 12 o'clock, Justin. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> I'm ready. The show's over now. Yeah. My jerk of the week action happens when the show's over. <laughs> I brought a DD. I don't have to work in the morning. You, you know, I've seen you wind down. You wind down like a no, rock JP star. Did That's what happened. Hey, See, the I, show, is, forget about it. It's the wind down that you got to stick around for. Just pointed out, JP didn't get his gift. No, come on. You sons of bitches. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, is this, is this uh, like the happy. elephant? I can only imagine. Yeah. All right, thanks. I That's all you that. get to see. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> That's the JP gift. Great. I handed it to him on the slide, just like I would do in the Oakland corner during yeah. NHC. Is it, is I, I didn't get to see it. I'm pretty I sure it, it was a con. I heard, I heard it crackle. <laughs> I think it was cellophane wrapped. Yeah, now we know how all my ex-girlfriends felt. Really underwhelmed. Uh, the same like I said, JP, you will be able to fly when you uh, when you enjoy your gift. It's ribs. <laughs> when you enjoy your gift. Start tonight. Yeah. 
<laughs> I hope there's suppositories. Bevo, I don't thanks swallow for pills. coming out here, taking time out of, your, uh, out of your Sunday church day. I slept through church this morning. You did? I did. Yeah. God will strike you down. Yeah. Sorry. My Boo. alarm clock fits. And everybody who makes it happen, Schumann, you did a bunch of live sound for us. I really appreciate it. Got the whole sound uh, working right for us. Hey, Schumann, you did a great job. Thank you. (laughs) Shet, the producer, as always, is the backbone that makes the show happen. He drove us here. He uh, set up Go, Shet. Looks like Captain Ahab. And just for the record, Chad did teach me how to brew yesterday. And he taught Bebo how to brew. Yeah, that's what you call it. You can't get better than that. So thank you to Shat, the producer. Colin Kaminsky, as always, I love seeing you. I love hanging out with you. I downtown love Joe's. You, you guys are great. You. Go to downtownjoes.com. Oh, yeah. You can learn everything you need to know about oh, Colin yeah. and the brewery. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, everybody. Oh,